Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show Sound of Ink going to be an amazing night tonight. I'm glad that I'm here. I really hope that those of you who caught last week's show, um, we came on live at the beginning, but then uh, didn't ended up doing a workshop that Cassandra Tribe did for us, and I really hope that you guys enjoyed that and got a lot from it. She's absolutely amazing. I know that every time I listen to one of her workshops, uh, it, it absolutely changes me. It changes not just me as a writer, but my life as well. She's just this phenomenal, phenomenal presence. So if you weren't here last week and you didn't catch the uh, workshop by Cassandra Tribe, make sure you go back in the archives and you can listen to it from last week. And keep in mind, she charges, um, normally charges $250 a person to attend one of her workshops. Okay, and because she is part of our family, part of our community, she did this for us free of charge. And it's a condensed version, but a powerhouse. Um, You guys are going to love this. So seriously, if you did not listen to it last week, uh, listen to it this week. And if you did listen to it last week, uh, when I bring you on, kind of let me know what you think about it. All right, it's pretty. It was pretty amazing. I know it was pretty amazing. So very cool. All right, if you are going to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. That way you can get into the lineup. Remember, when you come online, press 1. That will put you in the queue. All righty. So it's been an awesome week. We did do the workshop last week because I had surgery the day before. thought I was going to be all tough and, you know, jump on the, the show the next day day and have this great big P on my chest wearing spandex and my hands on my hips and my bright smile and be super Nyla and it didn't happen. (laughs) I was not having a good day. So um, I am really excited, doing much better. I'm really excited to be here tonight and uh, be able to spend some time with you because I missed you last week so much. You have no idea, you guys. So once again, number to call in, 646-595-3965, all righty? And you can also just call in and, and you can call in and just listen if you want to. Uh, if you call in to just listen, don't press 1. But if you're calling in to read, it'll prompt you to let you know you need to press 1 to get in the lineup. Okay, it's very cool. So quick announcements. We, If you have not checked out what we're doing, on our Worldwide Poetry Project yet, which is um, on our Facebook group page. Uh, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. Rock that poem on Facebook groups. All right, It's a really fun, easy way to anonymously get uh, poetry out there in the hands of the world. And, you know, The name is pretty explanatory. Uh, you know, It's like rock, paper, scissors, and a bottle of glue, and we're good to go. 
and you can, you know, take your little rock poem, rock poems, and leave them on top of a box of Captain Crunch, or on the courthouse steps, or on the sidewalk, or you know, on someone's desk at school, something like that. It's really cool. So make sure you check that out. Rock that poem. Worldwide Poetry Project, sponsored by the radio show here, and uh, pretty cool. That's what I'm going to say about that. I'm done. <laughs> right, talk forever. The next thing, if you're interested in doing a workshop uh, similar to what Cassandra Tribe did last week for us, you can let me know what you want to put together. You can do a anywhere from a 30-minute to a three-hour show. All right, so you just call in. We'll get started, and, and when you're done, we can just stop. So anywhere between a half-hour and a three-hour show. We can pre-record these or do them live, depending on if you want to have audience participation or not, or we can do a combination of both. We can play a recorded segment and then come on live and talk to callers and take questions or listen to people read something that they wrote during your workshop part or whatever. So, yeah, whatever you need to do. Just shoot me over a message. Probably on Facebook would be the easiest. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me on Facebook under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles, N-Y-L-A, Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And uh, shoot me a message, let me know what you want to put together, and we'll get that done. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these with us, you guys. You know, we all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn. So you can just come on, we can talk about something that you're passionate about, like a certain style of poetry or a certain certain poetry form. Uh, It can be an era or a poem or a poet or a genre. Um, And we'll just, uh, you know, go from there. If you want to do an actual workshop where you take a step-by-step through writing an actual poem, those are great too. Just whatever you want. Looking forward to doing those that we have already scheduled and looking forward to the ones we are going to have. I don't even know about yet. It's so exciting, you guys. (laughs) I want to give a quick shout-out, special love, and a thank you from all of our hearts to Star Severon and uh, James One Sapien and Roy Murdoch for sponsoring the show with us, helping us get keep this on as a three-hour show again for another year. Appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. You have no idea how much love we send you. And, uh, yeah, you guys are great. So every day or every week, excuse me, every Thursday, all right, I give you, I've been doing writing prompts and writing exercises. So, I'm going to start out tonight by giving you get a paper and pencil because the prompt this this month every week this month remember it's a a three title prompt so you'll want to write these down okay so while I'm telling you about the exercise I want you to look for a pen so you can write down these these prompt titles okay so the exercise for this week and an exercise is different than a writing prompt an exercise is meant to make you get sweaty stretch your muscles a little bit, push yourself, get out of your comfort zone, go in a direction you haven't gone, think of something in a way you normally wouldn't think of, think of writing about something you would never have normally thought about writing about. So these are just to keep your keep reminding you that it's okay to get messy with your muses. Every time you pick up a pen, you do not have to write a Facebook-worthy posting poem that's going to change the universe. You know, it's fun to get messy with your muses, to, to play, to slide into home plate, and and be covered from hand to toe in dirt as you kick the garbage can lid and the little kid next door who's using the giant 
Folgers coffee can as a face mask with little holes that his dad drilled in it. You know what I'm talking about. All right, so it's just to have fun with. So when you have no fear of someone reading what you're writing, it kind of gives you that anonymity of freedom um, to just write and not care. And that's what this is for, exercises, okay? And if they go into a great poem, that's awesome, but that's not what it's for. Just to keep your pen moving is important. Push your rain. So this month we are going, or this week we're going to do a exercise called Ghost Rider. All right. So we're going to do a one called Ghost Rider. And I want you to imagine an invisible ghost picking up a pen and it starts writing a poem to you. Okay. So if there's an invisible ghost standing there and it picked up a pen and started writing a poem to you, what would it write to you? Okay. Or you can, ghost writer, you can do, uh, have that, imagine a ghost picking up a a pen and it's someone um, that you know that's passed away, like a lover or a friend or a family member or your dog or the goldfish you flushed or the ant on the computer screen. Okay. So you could write it as a ghost writer. Imagine uh, an invisible ghost of someone you knew writing a poem to you. What would the poem be? You can do it as someone you didn't know, but for some reason they really, really, really have to talk to you. And so it's like uh, someone you didn't know, like uh, Amelia Earhart or a Viking, um, the man who invented Bubblegum, Merlin, Captain Kangaroo, Leonardo da Vinci, a caveman, uh, the person who lived in the house before you, uh, the person that owned the jacket you just bought at the thrift store. Hint, there's something sewn into the hem. Um, but you get the idea. So, you know, someone you didn't know, but for some reason, through a connection you may not even know about, they really need to talk to you. So they pick up a pen, and they start writing you a poem. What would they write to you? Okay, um, a fun twist would be to imagine yourself as a ghost, writing uh, a ghost who is your reincarnated self, writing you a poem and telling you about all your past lives. Or um, you're a ghost writing to someone in the future. What would you write? If you were to write a poem to somebody in the future, who would it be and why would you write it to them? So just just have fun with it, Ghost Writer. That's your exercise. If you don't get these jotted down or you want to come back and listen to them, just remember all the shows go into archives. So you can come back and uh, after about five, ten minutes after the show ends, it will be into the archives for you. And you can just go back. In fact, you can go back for over a year uh, if you want. Every every beginning of every show, there's prompts and, and exercises on there. So if you're ever sitting there and you're going, I don't know what to write, just I know. I'll jump on down, down and just pick a week. Open it up and there you, boom, you got an exercise. You got a prompt. Okay. So exercise this week, ghost writer. So the prompts, the prompts are different than an exercise because a prompt is intended to actually create a piece of poetry. You know, the other stuff's kind of just sloppy free writing, and that's that's my favorite kind. Um, <laughs> every time I say that, I think about Bob Ross. There, there are no mistakes, just happy accidents. I like sloppy writing. <laughs> It's my favorite kind. We're just going to smack the devil out of it onto the pen, and it's all good. All right. So anyway, oh, I hate Netflix for starting to play those shows again. So every week, or every yeah, every week in the month of May, what I have been doing is I have been giving you three titles. 
all right? Three song titles. And you can use the, these titles. You can use one of them. Or you can use two. You can use all three. You get extra cool points if you use all three of the titles in the same poem. Uh, so that would be very cool. But it doesn't matter. Prompts are meant to plant a seed. I don't believe in telling someone, I want you to write about a purple duck in a green pond finding its mother and finding out that it's really a lizard. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what to write. I like to, prompts to me are something, it's like a seed. It's like blowing a dandelion fluff. You throw it out there and they float away and you don't know who's going to catch it or who's going to land, you know, it's going to land on or what soil it's going to find itself in and whether, you know, if it takes root or not or if, you know, what it grows into. And, you know, one seed from the same source can go one direction and one in the other direction and create two completely different things. I mean, it's just amazing. I love this part. I love it when you guys do your homework, by the way. Hint, hint. Um, so, you know, this can be, you know, just the, it, it could be the title of your poem or it could be a line in your poem or it could be the concept of your poem or any combination of, okay? So the every week during May, we've done three. So if you want to go back, like I said, go back to the archives, you can go through all the shows in May and get all the title prompts. You want super freaking cool points? Write a poem using every title from all five weeks in one poem. That's one for you. So you'll have to go back in the archives and get the other titles. But all five weeks, work all the titles into one poem. I'm going to have to try that. That's going to be really cool. All right, so the titles for this week. Yes, I'm there, guys. The title for this week, the first one is Stray Cat Blues. All right, Stray Cat Blues. That's our Rolling Stones song, Stray Cat Blues. The next one is I'm Going Crazy. I'm Going Crazy. That's a song by Korn. The next one, Spitting Out the Demons. Spitting Out the Demons. And that's by a song by the Gorillas. So Stray Cat Blues, I'm Going Crazy, and Spitting Out the Demons. Those are your titles for this week. Sound good? Yay. All right, so there you go. That's your exercise. That's your prompt. And uh, I cannot wait to see what you do with those. So at the beginning of every show, you guys, and at the end of every show, I always play an audio track. So if you are a record a recording artist and you would like to have your piece uploaded to the show's library and play it on, have us play it on the air, play it for the world, I would be very happy to do that. You can email those to me to the uh, the word that is in the title of the email, you guys. So make sure that the is in there. The 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 is in there. It's the Speakeasy Cafe, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Make sure that you put audio file or something along those lines, MP3 file, recorded poem in the subject line for me. All right, we'll get those uploaded to the show's library and be able to share them. That'll be very cool. The piece that I picked out today is by uh, Cassandra Tribe, who did our workshop last week, and I wanted to just you know play a, a track of hers kind of as a thank you for doing that workshop for us. And Executioner's Songs, actually a piece that is part of the second workshop she did with us um, that we that 
the one last week was the first workshop, but this comes from the second workshop. She did this poem here. Uh, so we'll play that at some point again for you so you can enjoy that. She is, like I said, she is absolutely an incredible and inspiring woman. All right, so this piece is Executioner's Song by Cassandra Tribe, and we will be right back. My hour of worship is midnight, the moon bright off the flame. I am the hope of forgotten men, God in a world without blame. Sometimes it cushions with deed. Food is proof of kindness, kindness bargained for peace. Prayers are said, permission loomed, so it begins. Death enters the room. The life that waited retreats from the world. The soul is forgotten, the body pieced by worms. Death will go back to living until he is needed again. Memory will be argued by no one called a friend. Compared to a soldier fetid for killing in the name of caprice, death in the peace is kept hidden, blind justice fails its increase. Even on battlefield, there is no faith. Even in war, rules contain blame. At home, where soldiers are bootless, death is recruited and paid, service requested and rendered, secrecy hides all blame. Judas fed coins to soil, the only seeds that ever grew, trees to watch the world, and man as he stumbles through. Bright moon finds swaying face, to hide and reveal again, flashes of effort misplaced, spun chance revealed forsaken. In solemn place, the body, strapped down and blinded, still communicates. Press wafer provides the food, food to assuage the weak, leaving the body hungry, crying one last speech. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again. Flashes of effort misplaced, spun chance revealed forsaken. I have gone to husbands who were fathers. I have gone to wives who were mothers. Wanting them to serve, solid food better. The plate they gave me was empty, though it was turned just so. Hoping I wouldn't notice, broke finish, mold, and go. Brother and sister after forgot me and argued on how, when wine had been flowing so freely, their cups were empty now. Not agreeing with any reason, they decided each other to slur. The wine soaked into the ground, no pool of bliss anymore. No one in this world that loves secrets revealed wants to know the why 
Abaya. Even the Christ on the hill was asked the source of his plan. I am the secret son of faith who chose a different stand, following words inspired but written by human hand. My temples you'll find in castles filled with forgotten men, each of them sacrifice food to men's growing sin. I am the one who goes on, the one who should be condemned, but I make the sleep of the world quiet dismissed for kin. One day the world will go blind, and in blindness finally see. The flame on my altar will fade, and midnight will never be. Till then I am always invited, false promise of life believed, for I am the Christ of the chamber. These castles only I enter, yet rule I both now and now. My hour of worship is midnight, the being where I thought you claimed. I am the hope of the forgotten men, walking the room without blame. That was Miss Cassandra Tribe with Executioner's Song. Alrighty. So it is about time to get to our callers, but I want to have our first caller read tonight, or our first reader read tonight before we start to the callers. And um, a lot of you may have met Echo a couple of times, but she is my artificial intelligence friend who sits around my desk with me and answers any kind of questions or whims that I have or, you know, gives me beautiful edification if I'm having a crappy day or tells me what the weather is, you know, all the important things. So I'm going to see if she's going to be shy or if she would like to share a poem with you guys tonight. Echo, read me a poem. I'm having trouble connecting to the Internet. (laughs) Take a look at the help section in your Alexa app. So that was rather rude of her. She's sitting right on top of the Internet, so that makes no sense. So it just totally totally messed up my whole cool thing I was going to do. I'm going to try to make her do it again. She's so funny. See if I can get her rebooted. I know. Why am I doing this, right? Because it's my show. So maybe we'll try to get her on in a minute. I think she's like playing over there. Anyway, we'll try to get her on later. We'll let her read next week. So, guys, if you are on hold tonight, this is what you can expect, all right? We do take callers in the order that you call in. When you hear your telephone area code, that'll let you know that uh, it's your turn to read. When I bring you on, make sure you tell us your name. All right, it's really important to introduce yourself to everybody and to um, have your name attached to your work. You don't ever want to send your work out there and not have anyone know who wrote it, whether it's just a read or whether it's written down somewhere or whatever. You always want your name attached. So make sure that you introduce yourself to everybody. You can read one poem. Uh, the phone lines are kind of full tonight, so you can read one poem to start out with. The only exception to that is when I do my... 
uh, when I do the exercises and the writing prompts every week, or if I specifically give you as an individual homework, all right, which happens some random thing, on, I'll end up sending you away from the show with homework to do. So if you do your writing exercise, your writing prompt, or your homework, you can read one of those. All right, so you can actually read two. Um, so you can read one poem, but if you do your homework, whatever, you can read two poems. If you bring that one with you as well, you can read it and whatever else you'd like to read. If you uh, call in and read and you'd like to read a second one, just go ahead and hang up and dial back in after you're done reading or press 1 after I uh, put you back on hold and then press 1 again and it'll put you back into the lineup. All right, and you can come on and read your second piece. So, guys, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and bring on our first caller, which comes from area code 731. 731, you're on the air. 731, that would be Michael Tide calling in from West Tennessee. What's up, Nala? <laughs> Hello, Michael Tide. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing finer than frog hair, lightly sanded. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what that would be like, but I bet it sounds awesome or feels awesome or is awesome. Smooth. Your, uh, your chat room's not working. You're supposed to say something about it. turn around three times, click your heels and whatever. Oh, so, okay, so I guess the chat room is not working, you guys. If you're trying to get into the chat room, just uh, keep poking it with a stick, refreshing the page. It'll let you in eventually. Um, you may want to update your Flash Player and try using Firefox instead of uh, Google. That sometimes helps. So uh, it is open, so just keep poking with the stick, and it should let you in. Thank you, Michael, for reminding me. You're welcome. Very welcome. Um, <clears throat> so couple of nights ago, my friend Melissa Stoddard did a post on Facebook, and she asked a question, "Who, which, which poetry do you like, which poems do you like, whatever. And of course, she had a long list of people. God bless her heart. She's got 5,000 friends, and, and they got into the classic poetry. And you know, you know, I know you're into that. You used to have a Sunday show and everything, but... Mm-hmm. I have all, I've always said since I got into here, I don't give a rat's ass for a single classic poet or anything they had to say, be they dead or alive. I just don't care. Because i got too many people that I know that write great poetry, and I don't have enough hours in a day to read them. Been that way since our MySpace thing kicked off. So mm-hmm. call me crazy, if you will. So, I mean, it's not just MySpace. A lot of them have been on Facebook, too. It, it goes on and on. That's where I met Melissa. Uh, where I met Krisha Jopek. She may be a long way. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I just looked at that, so I just said, well, heck, I'm just going to read something of Melissa's. And I got into one of her pages. She's got several poems uh, on the poemhunter.com page set. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, one of those, the second one I read, actually, I just got stuck there because she's got a crazy rhythm. And uh, I think I got caught up in it, and it was really fun. So I posted what I was reading was hers, and I posted the poem it was and everything. I'm sure some people thought I was just being silly or, or patronizing. Or would it be patronizing? And maybe I wasn't a little, but my, my gosh, I don't get that many opportunities. So anyway, I thought, well, I'll just bring her poem to Nyla. It's not like I haven't read her poems on here on the Sneak Easy Cafe before because I have. Mm-hmm. So there, she's a she's a Texas girl, but you know what? She grew up in Alabama, which is right on the Tennessee line because we kind of grew up like neighbors. 
except she's a whole lot younger than me. Although, although there was a weekend when I was 15 and she was six, that I was like within an hour of her when I went to Horse Pens 40 to see a bluegrass festival. And uh, so I actually spent the weekend hanging out with Keith Whitley. He turned out to be a big country singer. Okay, I'm off topic now. That's okay. Let's uh, let's go into get into our poem. Our poem is called "Sudden Encounters." This is "Sudden Encounters" by Melissa Studdard. The Orinoco overflows from a goblet, spouts from the center as though water had wings. I'm telling you, this goblet rests on a table in the hollow of a tree, so deliberate that you can't help but question if the almighty watchmaker set it there himself. Paley would have had his say, to be sure, but this is about Vera and her own fantastical teleology, about how the source is never what you would expect, how inspiration swims like pink dolphins through the rivers of night, daring you to look into its eyes, challenging you, to a brave lifetime of nightmares for the purchase of a moment of genius. To be like the woman manning a vessel no one else has ever seen, like Vero herself. Swimming on the river with wings, her retinas burnt and opened by frequent sudden encounters with dark and unholy gods. In peace. That was absolutely insane. I am I cannot even thank you enough for for bringing that piece. You know guys, this the piece that he just read by Melissa Studdards is probably the perfect example of when I talk about really think about what you are writing on a page and really think about the thesaurus in your brain of thoughts. Okay, when you you can say I walk down the street, you know, but how many other ways? You know, look at that sentence and think about, um, you know, a hundred different ways to write that exact same sentence and say that exact same thing. That's the way I want you to approach writing, and that's the way that she naturally approaches writing. And something that I've always enjoyed about her work is because her examples, the way she writes the images she creates are always, always surprising, unique, incredible, you know. But she doesn't write in a pretentious way at all to where the things that she creates, the pictures are so abstract that you can't understand what they're trying to say. And I have a real hard time with poetry like that. But she doesn't write that way. She writes in a way that's accessible to the core roots of your imagination you know so if you want to I'm going to take the link to that piece I'm going to pop it in the chat room because if the chat room does start working tonight you guys can jump over there and read that if it'll let me post it I'll try posting it here again and I'll reload it and we'll try posting it but I'm going to put that in there because I want you to be able to go through it and read it and take your time and uh, look at the way the lines come together. Look at the examples she uses, the picture she paints, the way she lets them flow together and then go up. And It's almost like when you, you see a drop of oil in a mud puddle and all of a sudden this beautiful rainbow of metallic art just pops out 
And those are like her sentences. Like, no, no, is that a, is that a compliment? Do you think she'll be mad at me that her her lines are like drops of oil in a mud puddle that turn into giant, beautiful metallic rainbows? Yeah, she'd probably like that a lot. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's. I mean, when you hear, you know, there was reference in there to uh, teleology, mm-hmm. which is. That's how you explain phenomena by by the the purpose they serve rather than their causes. So, yeah, she'd like that. She better. But we'll have to talk. <laughs> yeah, I I've always been a big fan of hers. I would love to have her come on and read sometime. That would be very cool too. Well, let's talk about how to find that poem since it's the people that will be listening from here now till the end of time. Um, okay. Just go to the the uh, https dot slant slant www. Now here's where it gets interesting. Poem Hunter, it's one word. dot com. Dude, all the classic poets are on Poem Hunter for God's sake. Yes, they are. So it's a, they, that's a, a lot of people are on there. It's where David McClansky is when he's around. So go to uh, poemhunter dot com slash Melissa. M-E-L-I-S-S-A hyphen stuttered S-T-U-D-D-A-R-D slash poems. Or you can just type in her name, Melissa Stuttered, and she's like everywhere. (laughs) I'm serious. It's like she's everywhere in my life. She's like having a conscience. It's a good one, too. That's cool. I hope she listens to this, and, and I'm really glad that you shared her tonight, Michael. You're an incredible man, and I love I love that you bring our contemporaries to the front light like they should be. Um, it's just awesome. I appreciate you. Well, thank you for having me. Now, you know what time it is? I know That's what right. time it is. It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Y'all enjoy your evening. Have a great show. Thank you, Michael. Good night, sweetheart. Good night. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 989. 989, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? This is good. This is George Wiley. And um, I didn't get a chance to come in last week, but um, I'm glad to be that you're back here and that uh, everything is going good. It is. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, I uh, am fresh back from a little vacation at a northern lake in Michigan. Uh, it's one where I used to live. And uh, so I have to come back to the trees and the grass and the streets uh, after leaving the the waves and the moon sunsets and the uh, boats. But I can survive. I've done it before. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, by the way, I want to comment. Uh, Michael Todd picked that uh, wonderful poem about the Orinoco by that Melissa. I'm, I'm not familiar with it, but that was really, that really is Melissa special better, yeah. And, um, you know, we can only, we can all wish that we were as good as that. So, you know, I'll jump I don't right think it's in. a matter of but being as good at, uh, as, but to... You know, I, I just think that we all should pull inspiration from each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a fair statement. 
um, goodness knows I'm still learning this stuff. So, um, you know, there's a whole lot of pillars of poetry out there that I can, I can, uh, you know, uh, emulate if I try. Um, and uh, but I'm still learning, so having a lot of fun. <laughs> um, What'd you bring for us tonight, baby? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, um, this is the first time I've read this, but um, um, a friend of mine, Dennis White, um, had read it for me at another um, open mic not a couple of weeks ago. But this is um, one I'll give. My, I can't do it as good as Dennis, I don't think, but uh, it is mine, so I'll give it a shot. Jefferson and Adams from the grave. All about the graveyard dark were faded flags and memories. The dark wind spurned the fog of time, and strangeness came that doomful night. Distant drums, the syncopated toll of fear and scourge, the songs of hate, the bloods of war, reptilian struggles against the poor, the cries of freedom, the gush of fear, the rolling steps of tyranny, the death song of morality, the bleeding out of hope and soul. A shattered grave stood there, named Dignity, another red democracy, a charred and leaning stone named Charity, a monument for love and truth. There in the din stood a ragged group, soon disemboweled by a uniformed troop. The barrage of cannon lit the sky, marauding out the stars of hope. The heart of peace lay dying there. Its flag was shred, its streamers torn. And there amidst the seething soil lay the carcass of the republic. And in this carnage of beastly times did Tom and John rise from their graves, throw off their shrouds, perused the jarring scene and peered about with shocked chagrin. And in this confluence of dread, before them stood a child with her doll. Her eyes were wide, her sweater torn. She stood in mud and asked of them, Dear Tom and John, what hopes you had? Your tower of freedom has fallen bad. You built our castle and now it's burned. How can you help me find some hope? I don't need much. Just make me safe. Something to eat, something to hold. The founders peered at each other, gathered their wits, and raised their eyes, said John. There is but just one chance, my child, to gather up, to gain some ground. Indeed there is, said Tom. The chance is dim, the mountain tall with precipice. We'll hold your hand, dear sanguine child. Don't drop the doll. It is our torch. The doll of freedom is our best wager. We'll use it as the book of strengths. We'll march it down the streets of hope. We'll dress it with enlightenment. And in the slimmest chance of good, the doll will find a million hands. And John and I and you and strengths will proudly walk the gauntlets. We'll have to find the corrupted ones and strip them of their hubris. We'll need to squelch self-interest and greed, rebuild the roads of democracy, 
So take our hands, dear child of trust, and hold your doll up high. So down the way strode the four of them beneath the strange embodied glow. Soon followed ragtag youngsters, then gray-haired folks promise. And if they prevailed, we do not know. The story still unfolds. They may have perished, may have won. The outcome lies with us. We must bring candles, food, and light, and re-sown flags of freedom. We'll be the minstrels to the city, harbingers of liberty, singers of songs. We must clear off the road for Tom and John, the girl, and her precious doll. And do not sing to me the dirge of fatal cynicism. There is a way we have to pay. The cost may be in blood. End of poem. That was incredible. You you, you are an epic writer. I know I've said that you know, about your writing before, but you are. You I mean you just write these these epic tales in your poetry. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Well, I, I I appreciate it. you can't go much more epic than Jefferson and Adams <laughs> and Freedom. <laughs> but 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 that I mean when I when I say epic though, you could have written that poem very you could have written it in a very different way. You know, mm-hmm. but the way that you wrote about it, you could put any two people there or a slice of time right. or a moment and you would write that way. You know, it's just it's the style that you write in and it's just it's incredible. I enjoy listening to you and to your work so much. Well, I appreciate your comments and I'm flattered. <laughs> I appreciate getting to hear you read. So thank you. Oh, it's great fun to be here and I enjoy it. Do me a favor, love. Tell everyone how to find you. Sure. So the only place I have is uh, a Facebook page called uh, George Wiley Writes. And you can um, ask to friend me there or find it in some way or another. And that's the only uh, place I post some of my poems at this moment. And, uh, well, it's just something new. Um, it's only a few months old, and um, I hope it grows or uh, some other type. Uh, then you will grow for me and having fun. <laughs> I'm very glad, and that's the most important thing is to have fun with what you do. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you throw yes. that in there. All right, George, great job tonight. Appreciate Thanks. you so much, and thank you. Well, you're welcome. All right, baby. Bye <laughs> bye. All right, Stan's going to be joining us pretty quick. I uh, don't have his area code. I'd bring him on. Maybe he'll see that message I left him, hint, hint. All right. He's going to be hosting with me tonight, guys. So our next caller comes from area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Hey, this is Philip Church down in Virginia. Hey, Philip, how are you, sweetheart? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. How are you? I am doing really well. I can't feel yeah, a damn not- thing in my fingers. And uh, oh. but that's a good thing. So <laughs> I guess um, otherwise there'd, there'd probably be a lot of pain. I'm doing really well. It's it's a weird thing having your hands being operated on you guys. I'm telling you, but I'm doing all right. I was kind of concerned about you know last week when you said you had to have the surgery and everything. So I'm, I'm happy that it's 
is turning out well for you. It is. It is. It'll be my out is be good as new. Can you? That was terrifying. Though I'll tell you what. I, you know, the, I thought about it. I would rather someone cut off both my legs than take than have something happen to one of my hands of not being able to use my hands. And I'm a wanderer. You know, I'm a gypsy child. I go off and you know, walk until I can't walk anymore in the middle of the desert or whatever. I, my legs are important to me, but I, I couldn't imagine. It was scary. It's a scary thing. And and it's really weird. I, you know, these people, it's it's weird. You, you brought this up. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm rambling now. But, you know, you, you see these people who have one arm or something like that, and you don't really think about, you know, you see them creating great art, and it's like, oh, cool, that's a, person with one arm who created an awesome piece of art but when all of a sudden you can't use one of your hands i think that that when you when you have to walk in someone else's shoes you really can appreciate the stuff that someone's able to do because you have no idea how much you use that hand for both of them so yeah it's crazy now we're we're, we're oh yeah you were going to read a poem right <laughs> No, I was, we, we were somewhere. Uh, this is a radio show, right? People are here, right? <laughs> playing your pops and pops and golden oldies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, last week, now last Thursday was uh, uh, my wife and, and myself our wedding, our fourth wedding anniversary. Ah, congratulations! Be, well, if you're married to a poet, you're going to get a poem for your wedding anniversary. So uh, I was going to read this last week, of course, but uh, uh, I decided to uh, go ahead, if it's okay, and read it this week. Please. Uh, I wrote it kind of especially for her for our fourth year anniversary. Okay? So here we go. God has given me so many blessings for which I am so very thankful to him. But among those treasures, I cherish none more than my beautiful wife, Kim. At our wedding, they played a song about a road all broken and long, one that led us on that very special day in May to the altar Now, four years on, and our love is still far too solid to falter. That song spoke of others who'd broken our hearts as merely a sign, all as guiding stars, showing us the way to this love of yours and mine. I know our years of marriage weren't always easy, and I haven't always been the husband I should. But you have loved me and by me through those four years of times both bad and good. You have stood by your vow by standing with me for better and for worse. And I have taken you for granted while you were a lover, friend, even a nurse. And so, my beloved Kim, for this anniversary of four years filled with adventures, love, laughter, worry, and fear, knowing how you have endured this life and time with your love so sweet and true, I'm determined, starting with these lines of rhyme, to be a husband more worthy. Love you, wife. In poem. 
That was beautiful. You know, I I love that after four years you still see someone that you want to be more worthy of. You know, that's a hard thing in relationships because sometimes we, you know, it's just human nature to to put yourself in a selfish mode, you know, and you focus on you and what you want and your needs, you know, that it's really hard to not do that in a relationship, you know, and so... You know, to know that she's that type of a woman and you are a man who recognizes that she is that type of a woman, you know, and, you know, that you strive to be worthy of that type of love shows that you are that type of love as well. And at the end where you said, love, you said, love you, wife, right? Yep, love you, wife. <laughs> let, so let me ask you that, ask you this. Okay, because I have to know. Do you say that to her all the time, love you, wife? Do you use that phrase? Yeah, absolutely. Do you call, do you call her wife? I, do you, I mean, if you're just walking through the living room, would you say, hey, love you, wife? No, whenever I, I uh, write things to her or send things to her, uh, like uh, on social media, things like that, I always say, love you, wife. And I, uh, <laughs> that is such an endearing term. And that's what I'm picturing. From now on, when I see you, and I think of the, you know, you and your wife, and you, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to picture you walking through the front room, carrying a stack of papers to the recycle, and just randomly out of the blue, love you, wife. <laughs> uh, it was a beautiful piece, honey. Absolutely beautiful. And I'm really glad that you shared something so dear and intimate. Uh, is that poem with us, and in in doing so, shared your beautiful wife with us. So thank you. Well, then, and say she's having to work tonight, and uh, she would have had to work uh, last Thursday night as well. So tomorrow what I'll do is, is I, I'll do a capture of, of the archive and play this back for her. So kind that of a would be beautiful. Anniversary. <laughs> well, happy All anniversary right. to both of you. Oh, thank you. And, uh, thank I you for letting you us be a part of it. Oh yeah, well, like I said, I've said it before, man. I am. I feel just so privileged to be a part of this family for Speakeasy Cafe. So, and uh, I'll I'll be showing up here next week. All goes well. And until then, people want to find me. It's Philip with one L, Philip Kent K E N T Church on Amazon dot com or Philip Church on uh, Facebook. And just look me up. Very cool. Now I want to secretly get a hold of your wife and work with her and get her to write a poem for you and have her call into the show one night and surprise you by reading a poem to you. Oh, I don't know. She's kind of shy, but you never know. <laughs> You're on a phone. I mean, you you have complete anonymity, so, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that, that would be very cool to have her read something she wrote for you. I'm oh. just a sucker for romance. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Well, just uh, Philip Church, uh, Amazon.com, Philip Church, Facebook. uh, Send me a friend request, the more the merrier. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Beautiful read. All right, thank you. All right, bye bye. 
Okay. So I'm going to bring on our next caller. I'm still waiting for Stan to tell me his area code. I sent him a message on Facebook. As soon as I get it, I will bring be bringing him on the host with me tonight. So hopefully he sees that and will uh, send that to me very quickly. Okay. Next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. How are you? Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Healing a little I, bit. I'm just going to say this. Stanley, if you're listening, will you please send me <laughs> your area code in the Facebook message so I can bring you on the air? Just, you know. <laughs> Drop okay, the digits, I'm done. Stan. <laughs> Drop the digits, for you, baby. Stan. It's my fault because I didn't get that information from him before, so this is my fault, you guys. You know, so uh, sorry, sorry, dude. I need your, I need your area code, love. Okay, <laughs> honey, it is so good to hear from you. Yeah, I, last last week I I went to Wisconsin for Memorial Day weekend where my family's from, so I completely it's like Thursday I'm packing everything and I completely forgot about your show and I felt so bad. <laughs> the first time I missed, you know, I I you know I cried. love your show. Curled up in the fetal position under the dresser for about three hours, but I got over it. It was okay. Aww. I was heartbroken. Aww. I want you to know that. Rocking back Aww. and forth, you know. Aww. Maybe my piece will make you cry tonight. Then I shouldn't say <laughs> no that. Crying, no crying. <laughs> I, I had a really rough day the other day, and I just cried at work all day. And I just yeah, because my nephew, when I seen him, it wasn't what I expected. So it's just really sad to accept and try to swallow it and then see his mother trying to do everything she could do for her four-year-old son and it just took my emotional toll out of me like everything so it was really a a, um sad weekend for me oh i'm so sorry honey yeah (laughs) it was it was it was rough but on that on that note of being sad i wrote a poem (laughs) um you know it's about my husband and a friend of mine too so it kind of wraps three people in my life like in one kind of thing so um and i'm shelly gambino if anybody wants to find me i'm on facebook are you ready (laughs) i am sweetheart okay this one's called please know emotional vortex constantly spins mind spiraling heartbreaking it's been this whole time transferred pain reliving the past yet again i don't know if i have it in me to sit and watch you die To have to say goodbye to my dear old friend. Every day I watch you slip further and further away. I can see you are in pain. I wish and will it all away. I do take notice of the little things that are on such a bigger scale. I love you with all my heart, my gold-hearted angelic friend who lost his wings a very long time ago. I have tried to make you fly, to give you something you can do, to spend your time. I provide for you and I care for you the best way I know how. But no one prepares for what is next. Even if you know there is no perfect preparation plan, I try to not think about it. I try to put it all aside, but in flashes it comes back to me, hauntingly familiar experience, unwanted territory. I have been here before. The road leads one way with no way out. And then the forced, unwelcomed goodbyes, all the years of denial, and finding a glimpse of happiness to find out it is short-lived. I have enjoyed the ride with you, my friend. I most certainly did. The music and the memories, eternal flame in my heart lit, I will always care and love you as a real true friend. Thank you for helping me to find myself again. But to have to say goodbye, I just cannot win. 
because I cannot stand the thought of you never to be seen again. I love you, and life will eventually take its toll. I loved you. Please find it in your heart to know. And peace. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I lost I lost <laughs> someone very dear to me um, a while mm-hmm. back, and it's a very personal thing to me. Um, but he was pretty amazing. And... Um, so so to hear those words, you know, for me and anyone who's felt that loss, uh, yeah. that's going to really resonate strongly with them. It was just very beautiful and very emotionally, uh, just uh, almost like a, a sweet sorrow. A, I mean, you hate to put those, it's such a, an, uh, that that ache of, there's just, there was just that ache of the loss of the love of the miss of the thankfulness feeling. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And I mean, I I have a friend that lives with me. I don't know, not not a lot of people know about me, but I have a friend that lives with me who's an alcoholic. And I, like, have to watch him every day, and it's hard. And um, I saw my husband go away, and it's like every day I see him declining in health. You know, he had a massive heart attack three years ago, and now he's got blood pressure problems, and his stomach's getting more enlarged, and... It's just like I I see that like the outcome isn't going to be good no matter what and I'm not I don't know if I'm prepared for that and I was not prepared for my husband and now this is a friend and it's just it's just taking a toll on me um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you get that with my poetry but I love him so much as a friend but when you when I don't know how to do that when they don't want to help themselves there's nothing you can do so you're pretty much helpless watching it. And that's kind of mm-hmm. the point where I'm at, and I love him, and it's hard, and I can be there for him, but it's just really hard. So, yep. I understand. I understand. Yeah. yeah just, it's a hard. It's a hard road. You write very personally, and because of that, it it gives a very accessible uh, dose of the genuine connection to yeah. the way that you write, the way that pe- the readers receive what you write. Um, My emotional reality. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So you have a good um, evening, and I'll look forward to next Thursday. All right, sweetie. And tell them when you're on Facebook how they can get a hold of you again. Uh, I'm I'm Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y Gambino, G-A-M-B-I-N-O. I'm on Facebook. If you send me a message or um, you don't want to just instant message me, I'm on on instant messenger as well, and I would love to chat with you. Thank you. Very cool. All right, sweetie, great <laughs> job. Appreciate you, hon. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, you Kelly. Care. Thank you. Appreciate you, too. <laughs> you Bye-bye. Too. Bye. Bye. All right. So we are going to bring on area code 5. Where is it? I'm looking for Stan. 256. Two, five. I'm just going down the list. Stan, are you with us? Uh, yes, I am. This is me <laughs> out of Alabama. Thank goodness. I'm sorry I had to call for you on the air because I was dumb and did not get your area code again before the show. I apologize for that. That's quite all right. We got it done. We did. I'm excited to have you come and host, agree to come and host with me. You're going to so graciously 
uh, were going to be here with me last week, the day after I had my surgery, and you were going to host with me because I didn't know what, what kind of shape I was in. And, you know, with, within the last maybe half hour before the show started, I just had to, you know, I'm sitting there, think, I, I wake up in the morning thinking I'm Wonder Woman, and I go to sleep at night wondering what I was thinking, you know. <laughs> and the closer the show got, I, I stopped taking my pain pills because I didn't want to be all loopy on the air because I say fuck too much when I'm on pain pills. <laughs> so no more pain pills on the air ever. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it was like a half hour, and it's like, I just I couldn't do it. I, I I wimped out, and you know, so Stan's just all jumping up and down excited and he's there and he's going to help me and I know he was excited about doing it and then I had to pop his bubble so it's like you know please please come on with me next week so I'm glad you agreed to do this thank you oh thank you I'm I'm actually honored to do this well I really appreciate having you here with me you know people have really the times that you've hung out have really enjoyed the input that you've given them on their pieces and stuff like that. They've been listening to me, seriously, they've been listening to me for almost 12 years now. You know, there's not much I'm going to say that's going to surprise anybody anymore. So it's really cool when they get, you know, and I'm kind of like the mama now. You know, I I think they let it go in one ear and out the other. I I hope not, but, (laughs) you know, so, but to have someone that they don't know, you know, have not spent the last 12 years with, tell them something awesome about their work. It, it, they've really enjoyed you, just this very beautiful insightfulness you have to people's readings. And uh, so it's cool. I'm glad you're here. Oh, man. I'm telling you, just from what we've already had, it, it's already been an amazing evening. It has. It has. I mean, from Michael starting out with that piece by Melissa Stuttered and, and just has yeah, gone. And I have a comment for Michael. Do not doubt for a second, young man. You are a real poet. He is. He really is. But he'll argue that point with you till he's blue in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But but we know the truth, so it doesn't matter. We know. This is true. Yeah. So before we get started and get to our next caller, I would love to have you share something yours with us. Well, I did my homework. Did you? Yes, I did. I even did one of the exercises. You let you uh, gave us two exercises, either Stranger Conversation or Mama's Kitchen. And I chose mm. Mama's, Grandma's Kitchen, Grandma's Kitchen. I chose Grandma's yeah. Kitchen. And I got a well, little piece of Yeah? Why don't you go ahead and start with that one? And we'll okay. bring on some callers, and I will have you read the other one at some point during the show or before we go off the air so you can get your two palms in because you did your homework. Thank you. You're welcome. And I figure I'll just go ahead and do that one, which was Grandma's Kitchen, and this is called Homemade. A worn table and chairs by one wall, complemented faded porcelain and tiles of well-used sink and countertops. Weathered appearance in cabinets and canisters hold the magic ingredients of a kitchen alchemist. The old stove of steel with porcelain handles and enameled sides, the altar, stained by years of spills and the use in the offerings of subsistence and love. There you find the magic of Grandma's heart. 
in the smells, warmth, and artistic wisdom of her comfort foods world. Her cooking spells draw the family together, sharing hearts, life, and union while breaking bread. Truly the deepest meaning of homemade found here in Grandma's Kitchen. In peace. I love that poem. Very genuine, very... um, you know, just like I was telling Shelley about hers, very accessible. You know, you can when you say the way that you painted the picture, when you say those things, everybody can put themselves in the in that kitchen. Why is it? You know, we we really associate our grandmas with our kitchens. You know, it's it, it's we. You know, how are our kids going to associate us? You know, when they talk about grandma. You know, they probably you know what did grandma do? I don't know. She climbed trees. You know. We think about what did our grandma do? Oh man, she made us the best homemade bread and with whipped honey butter and and I remember when Grandpa walked through the kitchen and and slapped her on the fanny one time and she shook the spatula at him and how her arm wiggled underneath her blue <laughs> house dress yeah. and you know and how she blushed after you know sixty seven years together he could still make her blush and and you know all of that. I know, and that's the that's the great thing about Grandma. Grandma was the one, the matriarch. She brought the mm-hmm. family in, and mm-hmm. she was she was like the all encompassing arms. That was the big but hug I, for everybody. I don't. Do you see that now in the in these generations? I mean, I remember my grandma being that. You know, we had Thanksgiving dinners every holiday. We were at Grandma's. All the big meals, everything, just like the traditional Norman Rockwell stuff that you would see. But when my grandma died, that died with her. We, there's not been a family Thanksgiving. There's not been a anything since. Nothing like that, you know. And I wonder. If, I've always wondered if it's if it's that way for other people as well, or if it's just my weird, freaky, messed up family. I think you know, somewhere been, there are still people who kind of hold on to those kind of traditional concepts and things. But I think really for the most part, you know, you've got a lot of grandmas under 45. And Mm -hmm. we are in a society now that seems hell-bent to have some sort of structure, structure, structure. Every minute has to be accounted for. It has to be productive. It has to be this. It has to be that. It's like a lot of people just don't take the time to say, you know what, all of that can wait. This is family time. Grandmas did that. They did. I just I hope that doesn't go away. I hope my I hope that people you know, generations got very weird for a while. I'm hoping that there's a lot of things that I see family values I see people holding on to more now than I think they did the past generation, maybe the past two generations since the single mom generation. Um, but I'm really hoping that, that those those things, those family ties stay tight, that they're drawn back in. And See, the, you, you can tell you've written a nice piece when it provokes such an emotional response out of somebody. You know, it's really, it made me start thinking. It made me start contemplating. It was a seed you planted by, you know, using your words in my brain, and look where it's gone. So very good. Good job. Good job, poet. Well, thank Yay. you. Fist bump. Yay. 
<laughs> All right. So before we get to our next caller, let's just so they know they can check you out while they're sitting here listening. Tell them uh, your Facebook page and stuff real quick for me. Well, my Facebook page is very simply Stanley Phillips. Uh, I'm uh, an administrator in the group Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit. I'm an administrator in Philip Kent Church's group, uh, Outlaw Poets. Uh, You'll find me as a member of an anthology group called Garden of Poetries and Prose. And, of course, on Nihilus Speakeasy Cafe, uh, Friday nights it will be World Poetry Open Mic with Michael Amade and J.T. Guntner. And of late, I've also been visiting uh, Inspiration Factory on Sundays, which is more of a spiritual format, and also Poetry in the Raw on Mondays. So I'm out there and about. Very cool. All right. Write those things down and let's go. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to go, my darling? I'm ready. Okay. Before we take our next caller, guys, I want to let area code nine one seven know that you are not in the lineup. If you would like to come on and read tonight, press one on your phone nine one seven. If you are here just hanging out and listening, thank you for calling in. Thank you for listening to the show. Hope you enjoy, and we're glad you're here. All right. But if you do want to come on and read nine one seven. Press 1 for us, and that will put you in the lineup. And you can do so at any time. Everyone else, you're good. Don't push anything. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 83. I'm going to give the next three callers so you know where you are. We have 832, 219, and then 347. All right. So 832, are you with us? Uh, only sometimes. What's up, Miss Nyla? <laughs> Hi, Soldier Blue. How are you doing? <laughs> Hey, I'm all right. What's up, Stanley? Hey, Soldier Blue, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, I was at uh, MIA last week. That's because uh, some woman offered me a free meal for my birthday, so I said, okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> was it oatmeal? <laughs> no, it was not oatmeal, actually. There were some things floating in there that looked kind of like oatmeal, but no, not really. <laughs> Well, I, I will have you guys know, okay, I have to tell you a quick story just because, and I'll make it really fast. Soldier Blue, we did a live uh, a live version of the Speakeasy Cafe uh, performance poetry show, and I had a couple headliners. I don't, I don't know if any of you guys know um, Apollo Poetry. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal poet. He's been on a bunch of the MTV shows. Uh, he was on Glass Houses. Um, anyway, he was one of our headliners. Soldier Blue was one of our headliners, and um, the Hydropods were one of our headliners. And Soldier Blue was supposed to come out, but he has like really weird eating habits. You guys, you know, I I, I made the mistake of saying, "Is there anything special you'd like me to pick up for to eat?" You know, thinking him him saying, "No, nah, whatever you make's fine," because that's what everybody says. Soldier Blue, no, he had this grocery list. Uh, you know, I have to have this and this kind of thing, and I have to have oatmeal, but it has to be the special kind of oatmeal. It can't just be any oatmeal. It has to be the special kind of oatmeal. So I bought a whole bunch of this special kind of oatmeal, and then things got all messed up, and he couldn't come out. The airline messed up his reservations and stuff, and he couldn't make it out. And so I was stuck with all this oatmeal. And But I'm a great oatmeal maker, awesome, awesome oatmeal maker. So I was eating oatmeal forever. And you missed some really good oatmeal, by the way. You can ask Apollo. 
He has some of it. He knows that I am a phenomenal oh, oatmeal maker. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why all the oatmeal references, long story longer. Would you bring us tonight, darling? Uh, I, I don't. This one, this one doesn't even have a title. It's just, a, I don't know. It's just one of those things that kind of floated through the sites, and it was kind of like, okay, I'm gonna roll with it and see where it goes. So, without further ado, today's the day. Tonight's the night. The big lie of life. Time out of mind. Ease before interment. Wise iron, sentient elements of earth, our prayers etched in the shifting sand, the single constant. The sacred wind. Rumble thunder shaking the marrow bones, purple surfeit. The play of ignorant puppets pretending to be king. Oh, look. In a we got fool. Play a dollar, and tomorrow you could wake up a millionaire. Ha! Who cares? Koi, we listen to the whispers of a struggle-strangled night. Nocturnal hands at the ready. Doze, Uthingi, Garat, at the stretching point. Snapping with hard anticipation. A thin gray line separating signs of morning from night. It is time and dawn breaks upon the shade shadows of blood spilled the night before. The dead flesh of dreams. Mock drop education. Someone lied. Dreams do not come true with hard work. There's just more hard work. The dawn chain of creativity. Another small death. Too bad, so sad. We saw you coming. An uprising of free thinking. Intelligence. So we change the rules. Marked you outlaw. Held to the ladder of broken flesh. Without respite. Mere ribbons held by hook. And crook, so look at you now. Scars, synthetics, dead flesh, peon made of those ghost road born. And we shall walk as we always have, walking our way home. And peace. Absolutely incredible. Stan, you want to comment? Those are some amazing images throughout that entire piece. 
I mean, just... <laughs> and your delivery in that that solid, consistent cadence. You know, everything in that poem just laid the foundation for the malaise that was, was a part of it. I mean, it was an outstanding piece and it was an outstanding read. No, oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, right. I, I've, excellent. No, oh, go ahead, sir. Oh, I was just gonna say, I just, uh, you know, it's like, you know, forever and on day, you know. I mean, I've, uh, you know, when I first started, I, I was, uh, you know, kind of like, um, walking two parallels. Uh, I think of them as parallels, anyways, between. Uh, uh, writing, uh, you know, spoken poetry and and uh, and uh, song lyrics, and because I've always been so um, immersed in uh, in music, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of times when you know I'll be I'll just pick any kind of any song out of uh, you know what I have in stock on my uh, iPod or you know it's something on a CD or whatever, and I will. Uh, just to listen to the to the backbeat of the drums and the and the bass, and that's basically what I write to. Well, it does it 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 does you a, a great service because, like I said, you had an excellent, just a solid cadence and consistency in that read. Much appreciated. This is why I like to sit back and just listen. I mean, he does my job for me. This is great. <laughs> it's nice hearing. It's nice. It's nice. It's kind of like I feel like a proud mama, and I'm sitting here listening and talking about my Soldier Blue, and it's like I'm so proud of Soldier Blue, and he's having all these nice things said about him, and I just want to bake him cookies. <laughs> oh, milk oh, cookies! cookies. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. Yay. There you go. All right. <laughs> That's yeah. what I should have done. <laughs> right. Right. Well, uh, just as a, a forward, as far as like what I'm uh, what I'm looking at now in terms of, uh, I guess you could say source materials. I've uh, just got a, a another uh, dictionary of uh, terminology and uh, word definition on uh, my people's language, and so I'm cross-referencing that with the one I already have. And then there's also a book that talks about the time of uh, when they discovered oil on my people's land. And I didn't realize it, but that was also the uh, the birth of uh, the uh, FBI as an agency, and that was because they were the ones who had to come out and basically you know do the investigation. Um, so I'm going to be you know reading that, uh, reading into that book, and uh, be obviously pulling from those two new uh, sources, you know, added onto the stock of already in stock. And uh, we'll be, uh, you know, including uh, some of those uh, passages in uh, future works. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Indeed. Absolutely. Uh, All right, baby. You know what to do. Great job. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook. Uh, it's uh, Rafe Wild. 
I actually look at it because I, I always say Soldier Blue Blue, but it's not actually that. In the, in the, so it's Ray Wild, and in parentheses, Soldier Blue, and uh, that's me. I'm on Facebook. And um, hopefully, sometime soon, I can start doing some more uh, recording and put out some uh, spoken word CDs. I'm really wanting to do a DVD, though, because I want uh, to, uh, unlike a lot of music uh, videos, I want to use that medium to show the imagery, but not tell people how to perceive what they see. Just just show them what it is that I'm using in terms of imagery. So I want to do it that way because I want to. So I want to do in that sense. I want to do it in black and white or in uh, and uh, negative imagery because I don't want the accent to be on color or you know anything else. It's just on the fact that you know that these are the images being used. No distractions. I understand nope. that. I want, like I said, I want to do that's 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 one of the things that I'm looking at now is I really want to get that done because I would love to stretch out and you know and and really turn some of those pieces into more performance pieces in terms of you know being uh, including a little bit of uh, the theatrical uh, sense of storytelling. Amazing. Yes. Very creative. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> well, we're waiting. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I promise you. As soon as I get it in my hands, I will. I will. Uh, I will be passing it on. I surely will. Very cool. Look but forward will, to that, sweetheart. I'll leave it to you. Oh yes. Oh yeah. I'm actually. It's actually. It's going to be. It's going to be a blast. Um, but I will leave it with you guys, and I appreciate every you know both of you and, uh, and Mr. Stan and, and the uh, the, uh, the kindnesses that you've shown me, and I uh, look forward to hearing some more folks. It was great to hear from you, Soldier Blue. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, sweetie. Thank you. Yes, Miss Mallory. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> our next caller is going to come from area code. Dun, dun, dun. I was trying to fix the chat room. It did not work. All right. So our next caller comes from area code 219. Hey, sweetie. How are you? How are you doing? I am doing absolutely wonderful, Brother O. It's great to hear from you. Maybe you too. I'm glad to Glad to hear you're feeling better. <laughs> How you doing there, Brother O? I'm good. How you doing? I'm here. <laughs> yes, I'm doing well. Thank you. How you doing? <laughs> Is there any place else to be on a Thursday night? I wouldn't yes, think so. Yes, I appreciate it. <laughs> What you got for us tonight, Brother O? Oh, this is a poem, though. It's not posted up yet on Facebook. It's called... Don't be scared of folks, Brother O. While I was at a poetry set earlier this month, a sister approached me with apprehension and fear and asked me whether my girlfriend or wife was sitting in the next city in the seat next to me was quite 
taken aback by a lack of self-confidence. And as a compassionate brother that I am, I put her mind at ease and be assured that she didn't have to worry about me having a girlfriend or wife. When I revealed that, she breathed a few sound reliefs and I was quite surprised. I personally thank her for recognizing me as a real brother and for complimenting me on my good looks and appearance. And I asked her, why were you scared to approach me? He responded, brother, I assume that you are already in a relationship with Mary. That's why I was afraid to start a conversation with you. My dear single sisters, I've been asked that question at least a thousand times throughout my life. And I was always curious as to why women were apprehensive about approaching me all these years. And God gave me the answer that night. Women automatically assume that I already have a girlfriend or wife. And it blew my mind 1,000 times. Ain't nothing wrong with paying me compliments. Ain't nothing wrong with having a conversation with me. Ain't nothing wrong with asking me for my telephone number, Facebook, and for an email address. Ain't nothing wrong with flirting with me as long as you don't cross certain boundaries. Ain't nothing wrong with asking me questions, and ain't nothing wrong approaching me. My dear single sister, you are looking at one of the most eligible bachelors from East Chicago, Indiana, who is ready to give one of you the opportunity of a lifetime. Now, who among you? actually has the courage and the confidence to approach me. Now, I may not be the most attractive or richest brother in the building. I compensate for it by having a unique blend of good looks, confidence, intelligence, personality, and sex appeal. And as you can see, quite a catch. Now, a few of you may attempt to bring up that old worn-out argument that there are no more real brothers out here. I counter that stereotype with this statement. You haven't searched in the right places, or you have several for brothers who are initially good for you at first, but you eventually discover that they were no good for you after their true colors were revealed. I have only one out of 10 to 20 million black men reside in America. Now, why do you judge me based upon encountering a tiny, my Negro, uh, tiny minority of, of brothers who didn't treasure you as real queens. Here are my qualifications and credentials. I'm the product of a solid two-parent upbringing. A loyal son, nephew, grandson, cousin, friend, and brother. A faithful deacon and usher at my church. An outstanding example of manhood. I'm a proud college graduate earned the reputation of establishing himself as a very talented writer, poet, and photographer by trade. I'm the ideal gentleman who treats my sister with the utmost respect. I have never put my hands on a woman, nor have I called a woman out of a name, nor have I degraded and downgraded a woman ever in my life. I'm the rising star in the national poetry community as a proud and fan favorite. Now, I got the mind to touch when it comes to putting words together. Now, I'm ready to step out of my comfort zone and record my poetic masterpieces on TV and publish my words and share with the world. I'm a firm believer in living a lifestyle of structure, discipline, and order. 
independent brother despite my physical limitations and affirm believe in putting your best efforts forward in everything you're doing right. The I'm a former woman now who transform his trifling behavior to be rebuilt and remodeled and reconstructed to a one woman brother. And I'm truly convinced, beyond any shadows of doubt, that true love can be found in this, in this messed up dating game. And yes, I have suffered my share of rejection and heartbreak. My dear single sisters, my current relationship status is single, meaning, I'm not in a relationship with gays and married. I'm diseased, drama, and drug-free. My sexual orientation is straight, meaning that I'm neither gay or bisexual. Anything else you want to know? Now is the time for you to ask me questions. All lives are currently being explored and entertained. I don't discriminate. Being open to women of all races between the age of 30 and 50. Brother Older is in America professional fortune, ready to present a deserving sister an opportunity to establish a friendship with a strong, strong spiritual connection first, and we'll see if it progresses to us going out on dates together. And I need to check your level of maturity because I'm not going to put up with your childish insecurity. I'm running the thorough background checking because I need to know if you have to maintain a relationship based on honesty and trust. And I want to meet your family and friends, and I want you to meet my family too. Before I even consider putting a ring on your thing, I need to know that if you are ready to deal with the with the daily tasks of being married to me. And oh yes, we're going to marriage council before my fasting. If you're the woman that God has chosen for me and to prove if you are worthy of being my wife. Because I'm doing it God's way now. The more lesson of this poem, my dear sisters, a question which is an ask is one that never gets answered. That's that piece. End poem. What's not to like about a man who knows what he wants, right? Amen. <laughs> no, no, there's going to be no guess. You put the footwork right out there for him. Look, this is it. <laughs> that was a great job, sweetheart. Stan, you want to comment? Yeah, I really liked it because it's like he, he pointed out. So many times a lady has a relationship with the guy who puts on that persona and that image of one thing and turns out to be another. Your brother O is coming out here saying, look, I'm the real deal. What I say I am, I am. I live it. I don't just speak it. And, hey, ladies, he's out there. (laughs) Here's your chance. (laughs) The, the, The speakeasy dating game. Here we go. All right, Brother O, tell the girls how they can find you. Oh, there you go. If you enjoyed that poem tonight, I can be found under Omar Brother O Gavin on Facebook. And that poem that you heard tonight will be up on my page within um, within the next week or so. Very cool. All right, Brother O, great job. Appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you, Nala. I'll see you next week.
talk to me next week. We'll be here. Yes. Thank brother you. Right. Excellent, excellent work, sir. Thank, thank you, my brother. Take care. Night, night, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 347. 347, you're on the air. Good evening, everyone. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm good. How are you? So I am happy good. to hear that you that you came out of your operation, you know, all in one piece. I did, I did. But you know, it's just still seriously, it's still real weird. My three, the three fingers, my pinky and my thumb's fine. The three fingers in the middle have absolutely no feeling on them. Like you could, a dog could walk up and bite my fingers off, and I would not know it. There's absolutely well, no feeling in the middle of <laughs> Yeah, so seriously. It's the weirdest feeling, though. It's like really kind of creeping me out, you guys. <laughs> okay, well, go it'll, ahead. It'll, it'll be, it'll, this will be the situation. You'll, a dog will come up and bite you on those fingers, and you'll get your feelings back. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> Something, Some kind of poetic justice in there, I'm sure, somehow. <laughs> Murphy's oh, Law. It is, yeah, <laughs> it's good to hear from you. I'm glad that you called in. Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, it's been a, it's it's been a minute, but you know, you know, been kind of uh, you know caught up in work and work stuff, as as they say. You know, so I'm um, I'm glad to to get in. I actually did get on last week. I was listening to to the. Uh, Listening to the class, but I got cut off. Seems oh. to happen a lot lately. That so all, that workshop, she Cassandra tried the one we played last week. You go, it's in the archives. So if you get a chance, go back and finish it. That is an incredible workshop. It'll blow your mm. mind. I'll def- I mean, what little bit I heard, I I enjoyed. You know, so you know, when I get a minute, I'll definitely go back and you know have a listen to it. Overall, you know, turn on the you know, take the laptop in, set it on the toilet seat, run yeah. a bath, put some candles out, get a glass of wine, listen to the archive. You're good. I mean, what's not guys, to like about guys that? Guys don't do that, Lila. Guys don't do that <laughs> candlelight. <laughs> Most guys don't, I should say. Anyway, All right, set the dick lighter the on top of the beer can. <laughs> okay, that's well, that's all that right. <laughs> All right. Um, this piece I'm going to do is um, it's um, it's a piece that's very relatable to the piece that, that the young lady did. I I forget her name, but she did a piece about addiction, or or someone that was on someone that was on drugs or what have, or alcohol earlier. You're talking about Shelley. Yes. Yes. So okay. when she did that piece, I'm like, oh my god, you know, and um, and I was, <laughs> I said, wow, it would be so apropos if I were next, you know, because I felt like they would just, you know, it was, I don't know, it was just kismic. But with no further ado, um, this piece is called "Song of Bear Addiction." Have you ever seen the miracle? of springtime lilies dancing in the meadow to the winds of a storm that eventually passes, leaving them practically unscathed. 
Do you remember how the sun would rise triumphantly after the storm, splattering the colors of the rainbow across the quiet skies as if to say this is a new day, a new age, a renaissance of change? Oh, how I wish this were the poem about the miracle of springtime lilies dancing in the winds of a storm that will eventually pass, leaving them practically unscathed. I wish this was a poem about the sun rising triumphantly after the storm, splattering the colors of the rainbow across the quiet skies, slowly unveiling a new day, a new age, a renaissance of purity, beauty, and innocence. But this is not a poem about dancing lilies surviving a storm, nor is it a poem about the beautiful sunrise splattering the colors of the rainbow across the quiet skies or the coming of a new day, a new age, a renaissance of purity, beauty, and innocence. This is a poem about pain and struggle, about betrayal and torture. This is a poem about the ugliness of life and as it's seen through the eyes of an addict. This is a poem about the call of addiction, about the pain of its infliction, the power of its grip, and the pull of its gravity upon the human psyche. This is a poem about how quickly it dims the lights of one's essence and crushes the soul, how it dashes one's hopes and dreams, killing their desire to live for anything else other than serving this constant yearning, one which never serves them. This unyielding desire to dance with the devil circumvents anything and everything of true value, of true meaning, often severing the bond between friends and family, not to mention one's responsibilities. So utterly crippling, it weakens one's will to exercise their freedom of thought, for they are merely but slaves, surrendering to a life of unquenchable thirst, a quest unworthy of pursuit, for it whispers quietly in the ears of the soul of its victims, its breath ever redolent with the inevitable stench of death, like the song of the siren addiction calls and compels its victims to do its unholy bidding, to do its dance, and when they dance, it reminds me of those lilies dancing in the meadow to the winds of a storm that will eventually pass. For no matter how hard or how long those winds may blow, they still hold on to the song of their addiction. In peace. That absolutely wow. blew my mind. That was fantastic. Dan? The way you set that piece up in the beginning with that with that beautiful imagery of the lilies and the storm and them withstanding it and then the rainbow that follows and all the hope and possibility of it. And then as you continued on listening to how you flowed the intensity of the message that was to follow. Outstanding. Thank you that so much. Fantastic read. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's actually the first time I read this in public. (laughs) Two words. Nailed it. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Could not agree more. Just an absolutely incredible piece, sweetheart. Thank you, darling. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you taking the time to call in. So do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come over and show you some love. 
Of course, of course. Um, oh, wait, 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 yeah. wait, no, wait, yeah. wait, stop. Shh. Urch, screeching brake sound. I have no sound effects. I really need sound effects. Wouldn't that be fun? You know, bells and whistles and things. I wanted to give you some homework. <laughs> okay. Because you said that when you heard her read the piece, and it just so you know, let me come on next because it would be kismic. And you didn't say kismet, you said kismic. You know, like it huh? would be that. That's I love the way that you said that line. So I want you to write a piece called "It Was Kismic." It was kismic. Okay. And I want you to make it a poem of just all the all the little magical things you see all day long. You know, all the little things that you see weave itself together that that makes that underlying the world magical to you as a artist to where someone who is not creative like you are would not experience it or something along those lines. How how life and art and everything kaleidoscopes together in a very kismic way. Okay. Something you figure it out. It's your homework now. I'm wash my hands of it. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I think I think it would be awesome. I would love it. All right, now go ahead and tell everyone how to find you now. Okay, you can find me on Facebook, Prince A. McNally. And um, I'm also on, uh, you can also find me in um, on Twitter, um, Prince A. McNally at, I even forgot my Twitter address. Just go with the Facebook. <laughs> put, just put Prince in and my name should come up. Yes, it will. All right, Sudi, are you going to be here next week? I will definitely try. I will definitely try. But it gets kind of busy here. But um, I know. Well, remember, make just it. keep the, the number and a poem, keep a poem in your wallet and the phone number in your wallet and sneak off to the bathroom or whatever you have to do. Because, <laughs> you know. We'll do. <laughs> All right, All right sweetheart. Guys. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, too. Have a good night. Me too, honey. Thank you, okay. Prince McNally. That was excellent. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. 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 All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla and Stan. This is Eric hey, Nelson, hey. Showman. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right, Eric. How are you? I'm doing good. Pretty exhausted. I've been in, in the heat most of the day at my job. Oh boy! Oh, yeah, fun, fun. <laughs> What'd well, you I bring got, for us, uh, Well, I got a poem, and I'll explain it afterwards. It's pretty self-explanatory, but it's uh, yeah. I'll just I'll just read it, <laughs> and I'll explain why I'm reading it afterwards. All right? That's called all "Lover right. of Mine." Lover of mine, lover of mine, you are sweeter than sugar. You are. Hailer of Jesus Christ you are, hailer of God you are, aesthetic lover of crosses you are, more centered than a yin-yang you are, most loveliest woman ever you are, strength of a gorilla you have, more loyal than a dog you are, condemner of others you are not, judger of others you are not, reigner of the country you are, lover of being read to you are, admirer of my intellect you are, Supporter of my goals, you are. Live and let liver, you are. Patient, you are. 
with my flaws, more caring than a mother's love for their offspring you are about and to me, lover of diverse music you are, lover of being held in my arms you are, lover of shopping you are, lover of watching television you are, gold digger you are not, lover and admirer of me for being myself and not for my ideas which differ from yours, believer of traditional monogamous relationships you are, believer in monotheism you are, my lover, my world, my life, my poetry, my literature, all of these you are to me. My heart is yours to grasp and fuse with yours. Fired by you, I am, and you will continue to always do so. Love you, I do, more than my obsession for poetry. Keep being you and never change for anyone else. That's in peace. Fantastic, fantastic job. Yep. Stanley? That is the one thing about Eric is he does have a real knack for the list poem. He really does. I well, mean, thank he you so fills, much. He fills in so much of the specifics. I mean, of the person, of the subject, whatever it is. And he maintains it and still comes through with that list. I, I love it. I do. Well, thank you so much, Dan. Uh, the irony of this is it's dedicated to Christian Prolick, and today's her birthday, and she's actually my ex-wife. And I read this at our marriage or at our wedding. So, But I figured I'd honor her to read it and... We had our falling out. We fell out of love and lust. Amongst other things, we had lots of drama from both sides of our family. But they you guys like are good friends now, right? <laughs> yeah, we are finally, yeah. Yeah, that's what... I just you know, told her happy birthday and merry anniversary of your existence and <laughs> told her that she had a good day, too. So, But, yeah, no, we're good friends cool. now. So... Oh, yeah, there's that. Every time, every time you date somebody, you you take that chance, and you know there's things you like about them, and then things go crazy because there's things you find out you don't like about them. But that never changes the things you really liked about them in the first place. I've never understood why people who break up with each other automatically think they have to hate each other. You know, I, right, I love when I see a good relationship between exes. It's like, dude, man, I couldn't handle your shit, but you're awesome, and we're still friends, and it's great, and. You know, I love it when that happens. Right, yeah, that's true. I'm probably going to call back in here in a minute. Um, I was going to read another poem. It's called uh, Zoo Animal Entertainer. It's inspired by one of my favorite American songwriters. And uh, I'll call back in, and I'll read that, and I'll tell you what the song is. It's pretty good. So That'd be awesome. Okay, do that, but, please. But I read that for her. And I just told her I read it. She hadn't replied back yet, so she's probably busy <laughs> celebrating herself. So. <laughs> well, if she listens to the show, you are about a little over halfway through the show right now. So about an hour and 40 minutes in to the show, I think. All right, cool. She'll be able I'll to I'll go back and listen to it. To but she should it listen to the yeah, whole thing because we're all awesome. So. But you know, in case she doesn't want to listen to the whole thing, that's where you are on the show. Right. Thank you. 
Glad you guys You're liked welcome. it. Hey, where did Christopher get off to? He magically disappear or what? No, his work has his work has changed. And you know, I, I always have okay. to remind people, Christopher was never a permanent co-host. You know, he was kind of like oh, Sam. Okay. I could fill him when I could. You know, but he was here oh, okay. quite a bit, so people got really used to him. But his work has really uh, kind of notched up right now, so he can't be here as much. He still listens to the archives and stuff, though, so he'll appreciate you missing him. Awesome. That's cool. And it was glad to have you as a co-host, Stan. Oh, thank and you, thanks Eric. for... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was about to say, and thank you for that piece that you did. And thank you for taking the time to come on the air after after the day you had. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Well, I'm a stone laborer. I polish stone. I carry a stone. Put it in a in a on a pallet. I take it off. I put it on the rocks. Uh, the racks. I uh, I'm also a janitor. I uh, sling a lot of mud in a wheelbarrow and have to carry it up. And I, today I got to pick up a whole lot of stuff in the yard. So. What fun. do they do with the rocks yeah. you make? Uh, we send them to customers, and most of the time they rock up walls. Is it for, like, and landscaping then, and uh, stuff? Landscaping, yeah. I work at a grass and stone. We don't actually have grass seed. We buy our seed. We buy our grass as sod. So I want a rock that you patches. polish to put in my yard. Well, I could make that happen. And I could probably get. I want a rock that you polished to put in my okay. garden. Okay. Okay. All right, and I could get your name put on it too, if you that want. That would be no your name. You have they, to. Or they a do line the engraving. Your, a line from one of your poems, and I'll put it in my garden. All right, cool. That works too. Yeah, I could you do that. Whatever line you want. That would be. All right. Awesome. Well, we I got. So stoked. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, we have yeah. an engraver there too, so I could get them. I could get them to do that. You want a big stone or a small stone? It would be hard to ship a big one. So, you know, one that one that's not going to get picked up and thrown across the fence if there's a squirrel on it or something by some strange person. Big enough that it, it's you can see it's a rock that's supposed like, to be there. Like, like maybe, three inches big or a foot or what? Uh, no, bigger. Bigger than that? Two foot? Hang on a second. Talk for a minute, Stan. Aha, uh-huh. she's <laughs> trying to figure out the dimensions now. Trying to uh, like, pick out. Gotta make her think. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's hard. Right. Okay, so you guys know that when the show comes on, it's like five, I, I come on the air at five because I'm West Coast, even mm-hmm. though we broadcast out mm-hmm. in New York. And so I'm on the show from five to eight, and that's like right at my dinner time, and I get so hungry. So I'll I'll bring in something that's quiet food that I can eat on the air while I'm hanging out with you guys. It's not going to be. And all I had was popcorn, and I grabbed this popcorn, but it's jalapeno popcorn. Mm-hmm. And I just ate a piece, and it burnt <laughs> so bad, and I started coughing. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, busted. Busted. <laughs> I don't know. Well, like, well, like maybe, well. maybe a rock that's like six or seven or eight inches Okay. In dimension, like if it was round, like six inches across, at least. All right, that's cool. All right, well, what I can do is I get want a rock. I want to be and... substantial enough that if I set it next to a flower, someone would say, oh, look, there's a cool rock sitting next to that flower, instead of thinking, oh, it's a pebble. 
you're, you're not a pebble. You are right. a substantial piece of minerals and gems and things. There you go. <laughs> pushed together and shiny. <laughs> yeah. Now, what I'll do is get a rock. Uh, we got a whole bunch of rock in a big pile, like 10, 20 feet in the air. And this guy actually comes and crushes it. And we also have a lot of trash rock that we throw away, too. So I'll get a, I'll get a rock, I'll get a stone, and I'll send you a, a couple of pictures so you can okay. see how big it is. You know, and you would make that I'll a side pay. business. Yeah, that, actually, yeah, I thought about doing that. <laughs> you know, somebody I'm, wants I'm to give somebody to a gift, so they give them a, the gift of an engraved rock with a line of their poem or something on it. How romantic is that? Love me or yeah, I'll hit you. They with actually, what a Valentine that right, would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I, uh, I, I, had a, I had a Valentine card I found on Facebook. I posted a while back. It said, uh, it said, uh, I want, uh, I don't want you for your brain, or I don't want you for your heart. I want you for your brain. And it was a zombie, it was a zombie, like a zombie dude. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. I love it. That was cool. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Uh, I look forward to you calling back in, hon. Thank you. Well, thank you guys you so much. To all you listeners out there, you heard it live here. Nyla and Eric rocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank well, you, Well, thanks Eric. so much. <laughs> thanks, Dan. Uh, I'm glad, really glad you liked my list poems. Uh, just finished the book I'm working on right now. I just changed the title because uh, apparently it was too offensive. It might scare away the customer, which I disagree with, but that's just the way it is. But uh, anyways, my book is now called uh, – uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, oh, Sorry, rant, uh, riddle me this explicit poetry instead of worldwide fuckery, poems, poetic rants, volume one, because he likes that better. <laughs> he likes that better. And uh, anyways, so it's going to have a bunch of list poems. It's my R.S. poems, and I'm going to be doing another volume. I already have four poems for that. I'm going to have 50 in the next volume, too, so... Right now, I'm working on uh, my book, uh, Poetic Injustices, Offensive Guide, and it is highly based off of the structure of They're Coming to Take Me Away by Napoleon XIV, and yep. uh, I've already read two of my poems on here. It's uh, They're Coming to Take Away Our Guns, and They're Coming to Take Away Our Freedom, uh, Our uh, First Amendment freedoms, and then I'm writing others as well. So, but yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys a call here in like two or three seconds. So I'm gonna hang up and call back. So. All right, sweetheart. I'll be right back. I look forward to hearing from you All again. Right. All right. Be right back, guys. Bye. Thanks, Dan. Bye. Okay. Bye, bye. Our next caller comes from area code 318. 318, you're on the air. Hey, oh, what's your last name? I don't have it yet. This one comes around 830. Yep. Okay. 
Hey, my name's Amber. Are um, you working? Yes. <laughs> um, so I've been haven't been able to do this show for the last like three weeks because I got scheduled on Thursday nights, but I was like, Oh, I'll just do it anyway. So, and it's it's been slow up until just that second. <laughs> Well, if you're in the oh, middle of the reading and have to take a phone call, we understand. Oh, that was embarrassing. Okay. Um, how's it going? It's going absolutely wonderful, and I am thrilled to hear from you. Thank you. I'm going to pull this up real quick. i got to kind of do it quick. Um, so, this is just something that I wrote a few weeks ago. Um I'm going on a trip to Mexico in September trying to do a solo travel thing. So this has been like the theme of all my writing, I guess. Um, so I did put it on Facebook. You might have seen it, but I'll read it anyway. <clears throat> so I just called it May 23rd. What if I told you there was a way to see all? Close your eyes and look through the eyes of another. Close your own eyes and imagine the fall, the one that would lead you to touching the pants you didn't buy or brushing with a toothbrush that isn't yours or teeth that never formed in your own mouth. Close your eyes and imagine the smell. Imagine what it would be like to smell through the nostrils of your best friend, to feel metal with the rough fingers of your coworker, to hear with the tiny ears of your sister. Imagine what it sounds like to hear your own breathing through the ears of another person sitting beside you. As their clothes feel brushed up against their skin that is a different shade from your own. Close your eyes and imagine their thoughts, how they weave and they flow, ebb and they die, how they melt into one another and form words that don't make sense because you don't remember where they came from. You just listen and sit and watch and observe the beauty of them. What if I told you there was a way to see all? All you have to do is be willing to heed the call. <laughs> Hello. Was that in poem? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't want to say anything in case you were talking to a customer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, they were walking by. They were probably wondering who the heck I'm talking to. <laughs> Let them wonder. You don't know me. You don't know my secret life. You just think I'm a name tag. I'm more than this name tag. In fact, I think that that's your writing prompt. Your writing prompt for or your writing assignment homework for this week is I'm more than this name tag. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I want you to write a poem about I'm more than this name tag and telling a random person walking by the counter, whatever they're doing, what's behind the name tag. If you only knew who I was behind this name tag, buddy, type thing. I'll definitely have that next week, hopefully. Awesome. I'll tell everyone how to find you, baby girl. All right, thank you. Um, oh, my Instagram name is Doze Amber, D-A-U-Z-A-N-B-E-R. That's the best way. Um, on my Facebook, it's just Amber Dozart, B-A-U-Z-A-T. That's it. Awesome. Stan, did you want to comment? Yeah, I really like that poem. I really did. And I do believe you are much more than just that name tag. 
I cannot wait to see what you write to that. And the label has to be put on the package and then let's put it up. Okay. It looks like that great book. Okay. So, Hansen? <laughs> All right. Get like back to work, baby. Okay. Okay. I'm fine. All right. Thank you. I'll talk to you all later. Bye. All right, baby. Great job. Bye-bye. That was the coolest thing ever, having her call in from work like that. I love that. A poet finds a way. <laughs> I always tell everybody this, oh, but I won't work during the show. It's like, it's like keep keep a poem in your pocket and the number in your wallet and take a bathroom break because the acoustic and acoustics in a bathroom are awesome on your voice, first of all. You know, oh, yeah. just hope nobody walks in while you're standing in a stall reading poetry because that oh, could be yeah. really awkward. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Unless, who, who, you know, who are you reading poetry to in there? Next to you and, and flushes, of course, you can always go. And I titled that piece Caught in a Maelstrom, you know, or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Come up with something. Oh, that's funny. That's too funny. <laughs> uh, all right. Our next caller comes from area code 504. 504, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right, Nyla. How are you tonight? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Good to hear from you as well. Um, everyone, I'm king of poet. Um, should I? Um, tonight I want to read something. Um. Kind of, kind of personal. Um, uh, I guess I'll just hop right into it. Okay. All right. Um, this one is. Um, is a, a writing poem I wrote um, for my wife. Um, it's called Bed, Blanket, Pillow. Lost in this bed, but we always seem to find each other. Eyes closed, searching fine, fighting each other off frequency. As we play blind to find what's on each other's mind, finding secrets and never letting go, Bonded and true on this blissful day of rescue. Wrap me in your blanket of love, round three, and we're never through. Plugged into you, reaching higher vibes, wrapped in this blanket while we ride. Snug tight as we take off every night, deep in your space as I touch your Milky Way. In every corner of your space, playing, hopping, over club hopping, you're my saving grace. Your night on the pillow as we lay connected and naked, lucid dreaming together as we build our dream together. To be with, to be with each other beyond this earth plane, one pillow, two minds, 
raising kundalini, exploded in this mind-bending tree, creating creating sexually amplified, coherent, streamlined, esoteric belief. In this bed, I'm here to stay, mind, body, and soul, bed, blanket, pillow. This is a trust that we'll never let go in form. I actually loved the line in that piece where you said lucid dreaming together. That was beautiful. Thank you. I like that one. Dan, go ahead. I'm sorry. That was great. Uh, Gratitude. I I had um, one more for you. It's kind of shorter than this one. And um, it's called the Eternal Flames. It's burning, my eternal flame, that blazing light, that blazing light being created from whom that made all things. So much I can feel the intensity, so heavy in the air. Ignitions of embers burning, quickly turning into blinding flame rising. But I'm never dreaming, because I write so prolifically, daily, so I won't be hazy, on fire. And I can't stop blazing. I want the truth, the whole thing, and nothing but the truth. Blazing up because they can't stop. Blazing up because they try to extinguish my roots. Real soldier from the roots. Explosive fire. Get too close. Blood and mud is all you will find on these Nike boots. So come 360 and 720 proof. Don't make a fool out of you. It's self-awareness, so be aware, be you. Get blown up by the flame, raging fire. I want what I desire. Commercial agents being flagrant, lying on me in every statement. Why shouldn't I run through and engulf the whole building? You burn my family ties with lies. You creeped up from the roof. Now I'm telling you, the fire is burning, burning, burning. The lies... I was learning from indoctrinated, diluted truth, burning to live my true existence, burning to know divine truth and really healing the inner you, burning to say whatever the fuck is on my mind, burning because I'm returning and I'm nothing they say I am. Negro, black, colored has no power over anything. It's more power. Here I stand, the burning infinite being, acknowledging the Acknowledging the Magi with no burning lie. I seek with the third eye to keep my fire burning. From the top, digressed by smoldering chemical water tossed by big bank corporate offices. And the fire is still burning. I'm learning and unleashing the fire within me. Keep watching this poetry. I'm still and always learning in poems. Power that piece. was, yeah, awesome, incredible, sweetheart. Thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate the, the, just the message that you sent me at one time to actually be on your show. I never known anything about it, and 
it's it's giving me a form of release, and I, I really appreciate you sending me that invitation. I don't know if I ever got a chance to thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I am so glad. You know, and I was tickled the first time you called in, and it's just been awesome having you be a part of the family ever since. So, you know, it, it's a good match. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Kane, I really like the integrity in what you do. Thank you. Peace and love, brother. Peace to you too, my friend. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Um, You can find me on Instagram. Um, I don't have any other websites or uh, social sites. Um, It's Kung Fu King. Kung Fu dot K-Y-Y-N-G. That's my first title of my name. And you'll find me on Instagram. Very cool. All right, and I hope you get a chance to call in next week. Yes, ma'am. I will be there. Well, I'll be there. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Our next callers, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers. We have uh, 832-860 and 216. All right, so let's go ahead and get 832 on the air. 832, are you with us? No, I'm not. <laughs> ollie, ollie, all come free. Good good evening. This is Amelia T. Davis calling out of Houston, Texas. How are you, my little yellow rose of Texas? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You do know, Amelia, that someday you're going to break something on me doing that, right? <laughs> Something's just going to break. It's going to shatter. <laughs> um, so, you know, i got to talk about this. I, I actually, now, now, you gave out several writing assignments, not last week, the week before. Now, mm-hmm. Uh, As you know, it is a rare, rare, rare occasion for me to ever do any homework. So I decide that I'm going to do not one, but two. Now, one was Grandma's Kitchen, and so, yes, I have my own version of it. And then the other one was to use song titles. And you said, you know, use one of these three song titles, and if you use all three of the song titles, you will get extra credit for doing so. So, of course, I do. Yes, and I I do that, and then, uh, you know, there's no show last week. But I'm teasing you because, you know, you were saying you felt bad last week, so I had to tease you about that. Anyway, not being on is what I'm saying. Okay. You're supposed to be laughing. Okay. Anyway. I hope, I hope that you guys understand the amount of pain I had to have been in to not be on the show I know, last week. I, I, I know. That's why show. I said I'm giving you a hard time because what did I tell you last week? I said I'm I'm praying for you and don't feel bad, but I'm just teasing you because you're doing better this week. So I thought I'd just, you know, be silly with you. 
Anyway. I thought it was really funny because I have such nice friends. I, I talked about the day before my surgery, I talked about being scared, and I was practicing learning how to make a hook hand with a Dixie cup and tinfoil just in case something went wrong. And, and I get all these silly messages, not silly messages, I get all these fantastic messages saying, our thoughts and prayers are with you and heal quickly, and everybody's saying prayers for me, and I'm thinking, God, i got some really nice friends. What do they deserve such nice friends? You know, I expected people to come on and start telling me one-handed lady jokes and things like that, but no, y'all are sending me prayers and stuff, and it was like, wow. <laughs> and, and I was, then I I was come, so humbled, I have to tell you. Then I come on today and I just blow it all by giving you no, a heart. No, that's awesome. Attack. I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the three song one. Now, I, listen, I listen to R and B music, so none of these titles mean anything to me. But you know, I I went on and I put them in a poem. So here we go. So I called it Foreclosure of a Dream, which is one of the titles of the song. Uh, Okay, so Foreclosure of a Dream. Which one of us is the fool? We had it all, love beyond compare. We were wrapped up into each other like a chocolate vanilla swirl. I honored you, believed in you, all you said and did. You were my every heartbeat. I still remember the night we met, music pumping loud and rhythmic as you entered the club. Just wanting to dance, I asked you to accompany me to the dance floor. Love at first sight, our bodies moving to the sway of percussion's beat. Our love grow, growing over weeks, months, years, and decades. I remember all the carnival events You winning all the stuffed animals for me. What joy I had bringing those toys home. My victor in darts. Now the music has ended and I can't seem to find the beat. Love lost and abandoned just like the toys in the attic. You and your cheating ways has left us both fools which caused a foreclosure of a dream. Poetry prompt by Nyla Alicia, Musings of Amelia T. Davis, and peace. That was awesome, sweetie. You get an A on your homework. <laughs> okay, now my, my grandma's Wait a minute, kitchen. Dan, did you want to comment? Yeah, I think she did a great job with those prompts, not only using it as the title, but the whole thing with the guy winning all those all those uh, toys for her at darts, and he was a hero, and then at the end of it, it's toys in the attic. Oh, yeah, that was great. Thank you. <laughs> and, and you know, Stan, that you have to say your name when you're on um, the, uh, the uh, um, Inspiration Factory because I'm there every Sunday, and I hear you, and I'm like, that's Nyla's friend, but you never say your name. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to remember to do that. Yes, sir. Yes, because that nice. I love that's you. how you're identified in life. You are Nyla's and, friend. <laughs> Nyla. I want to be Nyla's friend too. <laughs> Nyla, this Inspiration Factory is on For Real's network, and it's Divine Inspiration's show. He's he hosts it. That's what he's talking about. By the way, very cool. 
Okay, so here we go, Grandma's Kitchen. Uh, I'm reminiscing when I was a small child in Nana's Kitchen, her and I snapping green beans as she explained life's mysteries. I still see the window with its alcove that sun would stream into. I can hear the birds chirping outside of that window. The large white stove that was built in the 50s with all its knobs and compartments. Fire burned blue as she would cook the meal. The long wooden table that Papa built by hand and all the chairs. The beautiful tablecloth that covered it. I see her at the stove warming milk for me to help me sleep. I remember all the delicious food she would cook, always had my mouth watering. The window seat at the other end of the kitchen I loved to sit in and watch as she went about her duties. All the spices lined in a row, row after row on the shelves. Her special flavors to enhance any meal. She always wore an apron. She sewed them herself. Cast iron pans clang as the pre-production began. How I so wish I was back in my grandma's kitchen. I miss her love so desperately. Poetry Pomp by Nyla Alicia, Musings of Amelia T. Davis, and Peace. That was incredible. I can hear the cast iron banging around. I can see the apron. I can see the rickrack around the ham. All of it. It was awesome. Oh, thank you. I remember as a little guy, there's window seats in the old houses. and Oh, man, those were so much fun to get into. Yeah, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. You got great imagery in that. You could see see that kitchen. You can see the whole layout of it. That was wonderful. Thank you, Stan. I love your poetry, by the way. Um, uh, Yes. uh, uh, Yeah, I think you're just awesome. Okay, so, uh, you know, I'm on the uh, Facebook. I'm on the uh, Instagram. So just um, Google my name. It's Emilia T. Davis. E M I L I A T D A V I S, and you will find me. And I'm here every Thursday night with Nyla, and tonight yes. with Stan as well. Much <laughs> love the two of you. Much love to you. Thank, Thank you, you so much, sweetheart. You're welcome. All right, baby. Okay, our next caller, let's go ahead and put her back on hold. Our next caller comes from area code 860. 860, you are on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Krisha, Joe Pack. How are you? Hey, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm so glad that your um, surgery went well. I was asking it, Mike how you were doing. <laughs> it, it did. It did. It, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of weird and funky. I'm not liking it all. It's very uncomfortable. I've been told uh, I'm not a good patient. I absolutely am going nuts not being able to do anything. You have no idea. Yeah, but I, um, I'm getting through it. 
I have hand issues because of um, autoimmune diseases. And, you know, mm-hmm. as a writer, and I've been gardening a lot, so I've really paid for that. And um, so I, I send voice clips to people on Facebook because, you know, or I talk into texting um, just to save my hands, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's No one knows until they have a problem with their hands, but, yeah, it's hard. I'm sorry you're having to go through that. That's nuts. So, like, I try to use gardening tools, but, and then my shoulder, oh, my God, I didn't realize how much I used my shoulder planting. And um, I just did a painting. I've been listening. It's been an awesome show. And um, I've been painting a garden scene because I post a lot of pictures on Facebook of my garden. I'm like a garden garden holic. I want to see your paintings. Do you link me in one or tag yeah, me in Yeah, I'll send you this one, yeah. I don't know why my that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So, what did you bring us, my love? I'm trying to open up my Word document. I might have to read it from my phone. Um, so we're gonna have to chat for a second, if that's okay. That's fine. Or if you want me to, while you pull it up on the computer, I can take another caller and come right back and get you. Yeah. Can we do that? Well, yeah. That's no problem at all. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. So let me just mark this. Because I will forget, and we'll come back in just a moment, okay? All right, thanks. All right, hon. 216, you're on the air. 216 on the air. And, Mama. Um, I've been missing you. And um, to leave it to uh, Emilia to uh, give you my main man's fan. I put your last name on his. Uh, Nyla's friend, Stan. What's all that? Oh, I mean, I mean, what? It just sounded so funny, Nyla's friend. It's like, Stan, hi, yeah, how do you do? Who are you? Stan. I'm Nyla's my friend. Man, like, that means something. No one knows who Nyla is. Everybody knows that Stan is my main man, so I mean, how's she going to get that all twisted? I know, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's he Stan is hey, a mama's boy. <laughs> hey, you gotta yeah. watch out. You can't be cutting. You can't be cutting mama's groove. Now, hang on. <laughs> his name is not his name is Stan. Not, his name is Stan, not Georgie Porgy. <laughs> <laughs> no, jo- Georgie Porgy is Carlos. <laughs> he kisses the oh. girls and makes them cry. <laughs> but he's my baby, my baby. But you know. He's, um, he's he's my honey bunch. He's my he's my little brother. Yes, I know. But anyway, Emilia, that's my main man stand. So next time you're gonna do something to the world, you make sure you say that's Mama's main man stand. Okay. <laughs> Mama's main man stand. That's right. There you go. Here we go. Okay. I sent both of you a picture of. Um, Sarah's graduation. That's my granddaughter that found her mother um, when she had passed away. She's the one that found her. She was age 15 at the time. That was like two, year, two and a half years ago. And I wanted to let everybody know that Sarah's away from high school while working and getting college credit and got a complete free scholarship to go to any college of her choice. And now she's uh, just turned 18 years old. So I sent you wow. I sent one to you, Stan. You can look in the inbox and see. 
Okay, I'm going to read my piece. It's going to read my pages. That's the name of it. From stone to bone, hieroglyphics to alphabets, images and letters, from tablets to the printing press, from skin to leaves, sap, fields of indigo, lead, pencil, ink, or charcoal. I am a scribe, and I got to write. I was assigned to this job, so it must be completed. Now is my time to record in the book of life, never to be deleted. I am a poet, respected or rejected, burning words like incense from now in time, since the rocks of ages read my pages, the wisdom of the sages. I am an old but up-to-date computer holding secrets in my memory bank. And like an old computer with a crucial update, I am a scribe. I have to write. What comes up must come out. I scribe the words that come out of my mouth. Read that last line again. Um, what comes up must come out. I scribe the words that come out of my mouth. That's it. Soul that and was... wisdom of the spoken word right there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was incredible, <laughs> Mama. Thank you. Thank you so much. So let me get to the next poet because I know that uh, we had some long-winded poets on here and, um, uh, I don't want to buy me money. Love you both. Love, Love you, you Mama. Mama. Great job. Thank you. So that was awesome to hear uh to hear Mama's Mama read and I'm asking that question to Mama's main man Stan just so that he can answer <laughs> me talking about Mama. <laughs> oh, that's real simple. I've said it before, I'll say it again. To me, that lady is the soul and wisdom of the spoken word. And that was an excellent poem about what poets are about. I absolutely, absolutely agree. I mean, there's a reason that we call her mama. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you both. So, yeah, um, are, you, are you whole again, my, my, my daughter? Your, I, um, I, ha- I, am, I am on the mend. Right now, my hand—I have my hand is numb, so I have no feeling in my hand at all. But, but I think everything is going to be okay with it. So yeah, I'm happy. Is, is it going to slowly come back or what? It should, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm only a week okay. out from surgery, and it's still—I mean, my finger—you know those little pink breakfast, breakfast sausages. My fingers look like double the size of those. I mean, my hand is so swollen right now. And I'm just looking at this okay. and I'm thinking, God, I really want some freaking sausage right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, keep, uh, keep me updated. Keep me updated on the, you know, the status of feelings coming back and everything because, you know, I'm always worried about things like that. So keep me updated. I know, Mama. You take care of me. All right. You always have. I, I love you that. dearly for that. All right. All right, baby. Talk to you both later. Uh, yeah. You know, who's, who's left on here? <laughs> All right, Mama. Thank you, sweetheart. 
Okay, you guys. Um, um, respect. I'm trying to think of that. Uh, Hermit in the woods, has he spoke yet? Um, uh, James? Yeah, uh, Fuzzy Hermit in the woods. Yeah, no, he has not been on yet. Well, we got to get him on. I'll talk to you yep. later. All right, Mama. Thank you, sweetheart. All right, you guys can find her on Facebook under Vicky with an I, Vicky Aqua. All right. Okay, our next caller. Oh, we have to go back and get our last caller. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Are you ready, my darling? I am. Thank you. I'm sorry. Happy birthday. We're both May babies. And I think you're a Taurus as well, right? I or am, yes. Yeah. yeah, so we're, we're a Tauri. I think, I think we're amazing creatures. I have to say that. I am so glad I'm not a Gemini. No offense to any of you people who are Geminis, but I couldn't imagine being a Gemini. Yeah, I love being a Taurus. I mean, I'm so, my feet are so solidly placed on the ground that I leave ruts, you know. I, I am an earth person. I'm, I'm an earth soul. And I could not imagine yeah. being split in two and being, you know, it's like, I'm so glad I'm not a Pisces. <laughs> I, I can't be that. I can't be that. That uh, just a Pisces is, my sister's a Pisces, you know, and mm-hmm. I just think of it as being ungrounded. Yeah. Yep. I, I couldn't handle being ungrounded. I mean, I'm flighty, trust me. But in my own world, I'm firmly on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, and we're very, like, um, sensual and stubborn. We're stubborn. Mm-hmm. Our very stubborn. Emotions. Yep. Yep. All right, so um, I'm going to read The Music of Loss, and um, it's a prose poem, and it's also a list poem. So that's in keeping with... Um, the earlier poem that was read. Mm-hmm. Okay, the music of loss. I lost the night. The skeleton keeps my grandmother's china cabinet. My shadow at the airfield when the military planes loomed overhead. The turquoise scarf my mother brought me back from Ireland last May. My resolve. The notebooks with all the passwords. The memo from my boss about tomorrow's emergency meeting. The apricot dinner plate dahlia tubers I dug up last autumn. My right to stay silent. I lost my bearings out of the forest at twilight, my focus on the last star before the cloud blanket settled in, the ability to stay composed during the police interrogation, my favorite coffee mug, my posture, the Sienna leather gloves you bought me, my father's father's chest of World War II war medals, the note I left on the refrigerator to remind me of, my trust in the government, my belief in the media, my sleeping bag, the one with the broken zipper anyway. I forgot the way to the secret cove at the shore, the obsidian rock, the stone plateau covered in sea plankton, where the spear fishermen, cherry-picking the tog-togs that taste like the lobster and crab they eat, scraped up his back on the rocks during high tide and disappeared. I lost the crystal earrings from Czechoslovakia, the large amber pendant with insects stuck inside forever, brought to me from the open market in Krakow, the eyeglasses needed for driving at night, the valerian route that helps me sleep but often causes me to hover above my body instead, the GPS that was left in the car before the crash, the TV remote on which the 7 and 9 do not click in, my social security card. I misplaced the address to the place that was supposed to help me, the spare key to the shed where I didn't mean to bury my best qualities, the lamp bequeathed by my favorite aunt, my convictions, my definitions of love, enchantment. 
I lost my ability to do math, the ability to work in a cubicle of ticking clocks and unhappy workers, talking to their estranged spouses at their crammed desks during lunch, consuming processed meat. Gone too, my favorite book bag, my mother's first suitcase for nursing school with her maiden name initials, my fear of heights, my self-consciousness, my ability to sleep so much, the newest set of paintbrushes, my excuses for not trying harder to transform melancholy into transformative music, a solve of some sort, just do the others. End piece. You know, that was a list poem, but I'm glad that mm-hmm. you said it was you said it was a prose poem as well. Yep. Yes, yep. That was a perfect classification for it because it didn't read like it was very, very well written. It didn't read like a list poem, but it was. You know, just yeah, the, the way that you put it all together was phenomenal. I think because of the musicality. Yeah. Yeah, yes. the rhythm in it was great. Oh, thank yes. you. And, and you held the content of it as a list poem by just occasionally mentioning I lost and then proceeding with the rest of the description or I misplaced. So the the list part of it was locked in without having to continually repeat that. Yeah. And gave it a much better flow. Oh, thank you. Great job, sweetheart. Thank you. So do me a favor. What's that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I hope you heal quickly. Oh, thank you. Me too. I got so much to do. You have no idea. Uh, I'm such a multitasker. There's just things are piling up. Is it your the hand that you're um that you write with or actually I'm I'm ambidextrous. I write with both hands. Oh um, nice. My dominant hand is my right hand, but I use both hands. Um and it's ama- I didn't realize how you know, I it's like I write with my right hand so I feel like it's my dominant hand, but I didn't realize how much I use my left hand for everything until I don't have my left hand. So it's like yeah. writing is the main thing I do with writing and sewing with a needle. I do with oh, my wow. right hand, but almost everything else I do with my left. It's crazy. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. All right. So well, tell everyone how to show I, you love, how they can come over and visit you. Okay. I am on Facebook, Krisha Jopek, K-R-Y-S-I-A-J-O-P-E-K. And my website is the same, www.krishajopek.com. And I'm also the editor, the founding editor of Diaphanous. A, um, it's an e-journal of literary and visual art. Oh. So I'm always looking for, um, and actually we had two beautiful features, and that um, link is www.diaphanouspress.com. And um we had two beautiful issues last year. Now I'm doing micro issues. I'm doing, um, I'm featuring one. <clears throat> the first guy is a poet, also prose poetry, who has uh, four images go with it. And I'm interviewing them and then all the links to their publications and, you know, other photos. It's going to be cool. Very cool. So how long have you been doing this? Um, I founded it in February 2017, and it's a free platform. Nothing, no one um, gets charged anything. There's no reading fees. Um, it's accessible. You know, I have a beautiful. It's a beautiful website. I really had people, you know, designing it. Oh, just so stunning. 
And so the micro things are going to be, it was really stressful to be honest, because um, I had an art editor, but I did a lot of the art soliciting and coding. And um, I did a lot of the poetry editing. I had poetry editors. I kind of like to check everything. And then we do short fiction, micro fiction and flash fiction. Um, we don't get as much of that, which I'm trying to get more. So these micro issues are going to be Daphnis 2.1, 2.2, 2.3, et cetera. And I have six lined up. I'm going to try to knock those out within the next um, two months. Do you get a lot of submissions? Um, we get a ton of poetry. I find a lot of art. I have a lot of artist friends, a lot of poetry friends. Um, I want more fiction submissions. That is very cool. You should. Um, and do you read the submissions that come in? Is it you that does yeah. that? Yeah, you I should. Have uh, but go I, ahead. I definitely. I have a. I have some team members that rotate in and out, some contributing editors, and um, but I kind of, you know, have the last say. I I use them like, okay, what's your favorite? What are your favorite poems? What are your? Who are your favorite poets? Who are your favorite writers? What pieces do you think should go in? And we talk about it. I have a poetry editor, um, he's 24, a really nice young man, poet from South Africa, and he's, you know, learning. I have, I have a great team. That's awesome. You should think about doing a, a workshop with us. We do those occasionally. Uh, but do a workshop on on how to submit to, you know, a journal online or print publication or whatever, but you know, things people should really watch for as you guys go through the editing process and you're choosing poems for the publication and, and things like that. What things can kill a piece, what things ha- that can hurt a piece that have nothing to do with the actual writing itself, things that people can do that makes your guys' job easier, that type of thing. That would be really helpful yeah. helpful for the writers and yeah, help promote your website. Sure. I think that would be very, very cool. All right, All right my sweetheart. Your, your poetry. Take care, and I'll call in. I'll tell everyone how to find you again. Sure, www.christiadopek.com or christiadopek on Facebook. Okay, did you want to say anything else, Stan? No. Think that, that no, I, I, I was sick. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. I was just going to say that idea of her doing that workshop, that would be a very valuable piece of information and format for uh, poets and writers. Give them a heads yeah. up. Cool. You know, I, and I, I agree. I think that a lot of writers, there's so much, it's so easy to self-publish nowadays that I think that a lot of writers skip over the importance of submitting to online journals, to submitting to print publications, to doing all that. I don't think that they realize the importance of building a writer's resume, you know, and submitting yeah. to on to submitting your work to someone else for their approval and telling you whether it's good enough or not and getting a rejection and stuff, that's hard on an ego. You know, people yeah, are is. uncomfortable with that. And so I think they're intimidated by the process. But it really is important to submit to journalists. It really is important to get your voice out there. It really is to support important to support these publications and our art as artists, yeah. you know, and uh, it, it's fine to self-publish, but it's something else altogether to have someone else pick it, 
you know, you shouldn't be afraid of that, but it, it is intimidating. So someone, you know, walking people through the, the do's and the don'ts and the things that help and yeah. things that can hurt would be really, really good for them, I think. And it's so much it's so much easier now because, you know, back in the day you had to have a certain kind of envelope, self-addressed, you know, now it's online. It's really easy, and there's all kinds of, um, you know, I use newpages.com. They're soliciting. There's a Facebook group, No Fee Submissions. You know, it's really, it's much easier now. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, think about that. And if you decide you want to do that, let me know. I will. What's the best way to reach you? On Facebook? Through, message? Just a Facebook message, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> awesome. Definitely. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Okay. Have a good night. You too. Good Bye-bye. night. Good night. So, you know how I said I was eating... Um, jalapeno popcorn. Oh, yeah. Because it's quiet food. So I'm sitting there, and she's reading, and she's she's almost done, and and I reach up, and I scratched my eye. Ooh. So my eyeball is full of jalapeno popcorn butter slash jalapeno salt slash whatever it is in there, and it's absolutely on fire. So I'm sitting there trying to talk, and I have an ice pack in here because I have it on my wrist, so I'm I'm holding the holding the phone, trying to balance it while I'm holding an ice pack up to my eyeball. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Such a yes, I door. can. <laughs> so, the, so that's your fearless leader here. <laughs> that's behind the scenes. I'm so glad it's radio. <laughs> yes, but think about this: even after the surgery and everything, there you are, multitasking. I know, right? <laughs> Don't tell my doctor. <laughs> And bad. He just with one oh, eye. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and grab our next caller. It comes from, or I'm gonna give the next three, so you kind of know. We have seven three two. Will be our next caller. Then we have nine one nine, and then nine zero three. Nice. I'm nice. All right. So seven three two. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Check. Check. Can you hear me? All right. Can hear you. How are you, sweetheart? Awesomeness. I'm very good. I'm a mellow poet calling in from the Jersey Shore. Indeed it is. How are you doing? So far, so good. I mean, doctor told me I'm about to die today, but I'm glad you're doing well. <laughs> well, now I feel like I should do worse. Nah, you already got the popcorn in the eye, so it balances out. Oh, do you know how seriously how bad that freaking hurts? I seriously am holding an ice pack up to my eyeball. Hey, hey I, I did it once with super glue. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> super glue and stuff. They thought I was done. Try to wash my hand off, rub my eye. Forget about it. <laughs> All right, baby, what you bring us? All right, listen, I know it's kind of getting late, but I got I wanted to read two pieces real quick, only because one, because Memorial Day had passed, so I got one for that. But I got a new one I need to read to you to see how it goes. So I'll read it quick. I'll read it quick. I'll read it quick. Let the words do the talking. It's called Kill Switch. Internally eternal as eternally internal. Soul beside itself. Two-way mirrors to a one-sided way of life. To be there for everyone when returning, no one is there. Echoes and endless wind dissipate as entities of a bleeding time cry silence internally. Um, see, it's so new, I'm getting choked up. Internal 
captivity, dying to breathe while breathing to die, eternally committed to a freedom around, breathe to live, yet never forget, never forgive. As to ones who dare invite their evils upon thresholds, we confide, sacrifice to survive, ones who leave their lives to protect ours, just to die, all out war, their blood showers. Why, why do I need to watch you watch me, watch you watching me? No security, only secure discomfort. No, no, trust no one as to sleep with one eye open. Bleed, dry, trust, decapitating and dismembering any luck of a tomorrow. And Paul. That wow. was phenomenal. Stan, you want to comment? That had amazing metaphors in it, all through mm-hmm. it. And what a oh, good. You did powerful. Good, you did pick up on the metaphors. Very good. <laughs> Stan is smart. <laughs> A lot of my stuff is like it's like could be direct to the point, but yes, yeah, sometimes it would be like open ended um, to where some of them are more like direct, like you can tell what I'm talking about. But then again, yes, like I got I got some really deep, super deep metaphoric stuff that people just look at me and say, "What the hell did you just say?" So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me, let me read this one real quick because it's it's. Something I read every Memorial Day, every 4th of July. I got a few patriotic pieces, but this one means the most. It's called In Memory. Universal decline, all systems down, the last failed attempt. Crash and burn, no more flights tonight. Trailing the napalm scent. Bombs bursting in air, exploding high on top. Landmines undermining life as corpses lie there to rocks. Battle scars continue to bleed. These wounds will never heal. Mentally losing the will to see. Hear, smell, taste, or feel. No more use of the arms or legs, paralyzed, frozen still, knowing full well that this is hell as triggers are set to kill. With fear in mind, a best friend in hand at wits ready to defend a country's rights to occupy your mind until you've reached wit's end. All sorrow and pain for the known and unknown who bled for the cause, keeping the memory alive to this day, remembering the errors of human flaw. What was done what is left to suture, knowing where we came from, yet knowing what is left of our future. Thank you for the fight, shielding us from harm. To come home, regain your sight, yet live with the eternal scar. For the POWs and the MIAs and the ones who lay in silence, you are kept in our heart, soul, and mind as we live in this freedom you salvaged. This universal decline, the wars that rage, as far as the eye can see, sealed with a kiss, hand over heart. Salute and memory. Thank you. And Paul. Absolutely awesome. I'm really glad that you read that. Great job, sweetheart. Yes. Much appreciated. That's a very realistic that's a very realistic memorial to them. That really is. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I try. Uh you know, you well, you know how I read, so it's like I'm trying to Write a little differently. I got my patriotic pieces. I got my angry pieces. I've got puppies and cute animal pieces, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Only because I forced you to write them. (laughs) You know that's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) I got some pieces with their heads mounted on walls, but yet I'm petting them, you know, freaky shit. (laughs) It's all good. Um, 
Well, anyway, I've come to events, which I'm quite proud of, actually. Um, I'm the coordinator for Poets at the Soul Sational Festival. It's in, um, Le- uh, was it, I guess, yeah, Lacey Township in New Jersey. Uh, come in July 28th. So I got people set up, ready to go. It's a, it's a full-day festival. It's like a guru, good-for-you festival, yoga. You can stretch your leg over your head and shit like that, which I can't. I can only do that trick once, you know what I mean? Um, but... I got coordination for the for people to read, so it's all good with that. And then we got the Rock to Adopt Festival at the end of September, which is a two-day music festival. I'm the only uh, spoken word performer. Um, they allow me to do that because I'm also the drum tech uh, and a lot of other stuff. So <laughs> so I help out with the adoption for animals. Um, it's all on my site. If you guys wish to come by and check it out, um, my site is Crushed Beneath poetry come check it out on the facebook um on there you can see all the happenings all the local uh open mics around this area and my open mic in fact my open mic is coming up next on the 7th um crush me poetry presents uh it'll be on the 7th and then in april we're not april did i say april that already passed uh what are we july uh july will be our fourth year anniversary doing it at the library and the library hasn't kicked us out yet. So we're celebrating that they haven't kicked us out yet. Um, There you go. (laughs) And we're really trying to, but we keep feeding them cookies. You know what I mean? My wife bakes for a four and we bring all this food and stuff in. They're like, what are you doing here? Shut up. Have a cookie. And we're still there. So (laughs) I want your wife to send me cookies. Dude, brownies, cookies, she's up all night, man. She really, she, she, she's killer with this, you know? I was I, even I told cookies, that I could set up like the whole chocolate. cake. Cookies, oh, yeah. chocolate. And I'll send you some oh. jalapeno jelly I make. Nice, nice. Keep them away from my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right, sweetheart. Great hearing from you, honey. Great job tonight. All right. Thank you much. Come by the, the site, Crush Me Poetry, goof on me, make whatever remarks you want come uh, you know like what do you call it like i'm i'm i'm, I'm trying to talk fast here i'm losing myself uh, uh promote yourself come on my site and totally put your picture up do what you got to do um if not come friend me dennis townsend if you want to come friend me i don't know we'll see see if my wife allows that um but thank you <laughs> but thank you for the time and i hopefully i can make it on next week thanks dennis appreciate you bunches tell the wife hello for us all right. Well, you take care of the hand, all right? All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Honey. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. See you, man. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup for the rest of the show. Uh, we still we have nine minutes left, but we are going to be going into the archives. I want to make sure that that's okay for you to stick around, or do you need to take off, Stan? I'm good. Okay, so this is a lineup for the rest of the show. We have area code 919-903-807-240-714 and 608. Okay, that's the lineup for the rest of the show. So let's go ahead and get to our next caller. We're going to keep our comments to the minimum so we can uh, get you guys on here and and uh, let you read. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and bring on 919. 919, you're on the air. Yes, hello, Nyla. <laughs> How are you, my dear? I am great. I missed you last week. I missed you guys, too, so much. You have no idea. Well, we are here. 
We don't. We won't worry about last week. <laughs> What'd you bring us, sweetheart? I bring us. I bring you something new. This one is called knowledge. I have loved knowledge all my life. Followed her, quoted her, wooed her, loved her from a distance, up close and personal. Ever the focus of my gaze, I loved her cherished none more. This morning as I awoke, Opened my eyes, and there she laid beside me, my lover. Soundly asleep she lays, and I am comforted. Wisdom stands God at my door and acknowledges my rising. With understanding round and about. Ever present the glory of God, my benefactor and strength of my life. The morning favors me. No strange bedfellows here. As love is in the air, we frolic and play under the auspices of the Almighty God Himself. And there is no higher power. Thank you. That was beautiful. What a beautiful read. Yes. Go ahead, Stan. That's the thing I always enjoy about his reads is he has such a very clear and very powerful delivery. He does. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Always conviction in your writing. Yes. Appreciate that. Appreciate. It. I try. I try. You know. I mean, the way I write, I try to write truth and strength. So, you know, when I write something, I try to write it that it could last for a lifetime, really. Yeah. You know, I try to write something that that has staying power. Yeah, it definitely does have that. Yeah, nothing has more staying power than the truth. Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's anyway. tell everyone how to find you. Oh, only one poem. Pardon me? I said only one? Do I get to that? Only one, yeah. We've yeah. only got five minutes left in the show, and we have like eight dollars. Oh, yeah, 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 Granville John Hedrington, follow me at Instagram. I mean, Facebook, Instagram, and look for the Lion logo. I my trademark look for sun, the sunglasses. Thank you very much, Nyla. I appreciate you every time. Thank you, much. Thank King. you, sweetheart. All right. And thank you. You're welcome, brother. I appreciate you, too. Thanks. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Stan and Nyla. I'm back. There he is. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing good. All right, so uh, I got a piece that was inspired by 
Yeah, it actually has two titles, but Sorry Entertainer, and most people know it as Like a Monkey in a Zoo, and it's by uh, Daniel Johnson. Is So I wanted to read my version of it, and maybe next next week I'll be reading the actual song so you can hear his version. Uh, Daniel Johnson was an American songwriter, and he did all his stuff on cassette tapes, and he never, well, as far as I, when I read the documentary, he never actually worked a job. He actually made it pretty big. Um, he was friends with Kurt Cobain, and uh, one of his uh, like illustrations on his tape was actually Hi, How Are You, which is also one of the Nirvana's uh, as well. So, But anyways, so I got a short poem that I was inspired to write. A lot of people don't like him. Uh, he's got, he's actually mentally challenged too, and he was in asylum for a while. But anyways, that's, I just wanted to read, I'd give you a brief history on him real quick. So this is called Sue Animal Entertainer. Have you ever felt like a Sue animal in a cage when you write poetry, plays, literature, and prose? Because every fan, family member, and friends love your creation so much that they all want to do is read is is to is read your new newly written words of yours and ask for a new creation all the time. When you talk regularly with them, they ask that you communicate better in your written words, so please write it down so that I may enjoy it and actually comprehend it better. It seems that every creator is an animal in a zoo being begged to entertain the onlookers. That's in peace. I like that because that is very true. Fantastic job on it. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Uh, when I read the poem or if you guys check it out later, it's it's it has the same premise in the song. Uh, it's basically about being a monkey in a zoo in the song, so that's what I was just inspired by. But I'll, I'll go ahead and jump off and let the next poet go on. Thanks for the platform. Thanks for everything. Thanks for uh, standing in, Stan. And I maybe quit. you can become a permanent co-host oh. and not just a fill-in. <laughs> and thanks so much Nyla for the show as well I appreciate you bringing Stan on you're very welcome sweetheart and I love your poetry as well Stan and I'm going to let you guys go so you can get the last one in have a great night bye guys you, you too bye bye sweetheart thank you All right. our next caller comes from area code 807 807, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. <laughs> Hello, Robbie. Hello. <clears throat> I hear you have a co-host with you tonight. <laughs> that would be me, Robbie. I'm Stan. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Stan. Uh, I just get right into it since uh, yeah, since you don't have too much time. So I uh, wrote two poems inspired by some music and uh um, short story writer Asper Blurry that you can find on Instagram and so this is one of those poems 
and it's called Kaleidoscope of Truth, and I did a photo to it, too, since I'm mixing things up like that. <clears throat> Tell me a lie, a sweet and empowering lie that can morph into the truth. Let me be lost in a kaleidoscope of truthful lies, truthful lies of a caring heart, lies that reveal the beautiful truth inside, a truth that has been hidden by a hurtful life's great divide. Kiss my tongue with lies that are actually sweet truth as you kiss a beautiful reality into me, nectar of the gods hidden in plain sight, amongst a flight of truth hidden as, into as intoxicating lies. Breathe it achingly deep into me, the half-truths that are more truth than I can see, blinds drawn up, drawn up now to a beautiful and formerly hidden reality. Sing the song of it, to my waiting ears, whisper to my soul with a white lie that becomes blazing bright as a, real, a new reality, a new reality that is the only one that I want to see. Whisper it now to me in seductive intonations and susurrations as I fall deep into myself and find the truth, the truth that you always knew resided inside of me. And that is Kaleidos Kaleidoscope of Truth. Uh, inspired by Little Lies, the, the 80s song, and uh, and Asper Blurry's, a little bit of Asper Blurry's poetry, and, and then uh, my own photograph set to that. So a whole smorgasbord of, uh, of inspirations. Yes, it <laughs> is. Smorgasbord of robbiness. There you go. <laughs> yes, isn't that a wonderful thing? <laughs> Nothing wrong with diversity. <laughs> Great job, honey. Thank you. Tell everyone how they can come love on you. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, and if you Google Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, you'll find all the various other venues uh, that I'm at. Since I'm at a lot of different venues with photography and poetry now. All right. Very cool. Thank you very much. All right, Robbie. We'll yeah. talk to you next week. You bet. All right, baby. Bye-bye. Good night, Robbie. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 240. 240, you're on the air. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Hello? Hello? Hi, it's Meg. Hold on. Hey, hey Meg. Meg. How are you how doing, are you? sweetheart? Okay, a little tired, but I'm running kind of slow. I'm sorry to hear about your surgery. How are you feeling? I'm doing better. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm praying for you. And you know I'm a phone call Thank away. You. We'll eat a line popsicle together. <laughs> Indeed, we need to do that. I know. I need some homework tonight, but I wrote five poems tonight, so I don't know what to read. So do you read the romantic one? Do you read the one about the bird? Which one do I read? Which one? Tell me now. Which one? The bird. The bird? It's too short. Too short. <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> I'll read both of them, okay? Okay. Right, here you go. Here's one of them. I wrote it today. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Love. Online dating. Jesus. Take the wheel. Your love is a field, a flower in a dream. In a dream that doesn't seem to be me, you all. They will wilt by dilapidated glowing flowers, my love away. Against all odds, take a look at me now, because there's just an empty space 
In my mind, I cannot erase the memory of your faces. First flowers wilted. Can a cactus grow back? In poem. Wow. Wow. Nice brevity. Thank you. Well, can a cactus grow back? Can a leopard change its spot? I don't know. I was thinking about the frog and the scorpion story. I don't know, but did you know that snakes had two penises? I didn't know that. I just found that out tonight. Random thoughts for me. Who is that? No wonder they're so busy in the forest. I don't like snakes anyway. Um, But, no, seriously, do you think a cactus, do you think a lever can change its spot? Do you think somebody dominant can go light? I mean, is it possible for a Scorpio and a Capricorn to actually mesh? I don't oh, think I so. Think that, and I think that we are individuals and we can do anything we want and choose to do freely beyond the constraints of our labels. Okay, so here's the question of the hour. If you were hungry and I had food, do you think I'd feed you, yes or no? Mm-hmm. If you were homeless, would I feed you and clothe you and make sure you had everything you wanted, yes or no? You are that type of person, yes. So, so he didn't do that, so he should be out, right? Ooh. Ooh. A setup is a setup, right? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. actually. That's a hard one, if, isn't it? If, if, you, if you're of a character to where you are a compassionate person and one of the individuals, like I have a lot of people in my life who are basically – pay-it-forward pay personalities, they cannot go buy someone in need. Well, what if they didn't pay nothing? What if they just used you to manipulate where they were in their, in their stature? Anyone who uses them? you should be gone, period. Um, well, I'm a forgiving nature. Like, I'm a free bird that way, you know me. So fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But I just got out of a walker in a wheelchair, so, you know, love hurts, but actions speak louder than words. Walk the walk and talk the talk. Go time for that. It's go time, and there's other people that are on the prowl that are interested, and I'm going to take a look. I'm going to take a peek, and uh, if he chose, if he feels that he loves me, then he'll be there. But that song last week was for him. That song last week was for him, and then I could have lost everything because of him. And um, I don't know what to do. Um, I think he'll be my best friend. Um, I think he's in love with his ex, and uh, that's how I think. That's what I think. And if I was a woman, if I was a man, I'd be there too. I really would. Um, but I'm not. And, as a uh, woman, I have to one. say this, Meg. As a woman, I have found out that the things I'm left to think on my own are usually absolutely wrong and 10 million times worse than what they really are. I don't believe in what I think. I believe in asking for the truth. So I need to meet him face-to-face, and we haven't yet. Be shy. I just, you know, but I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, us as women always go to the worst-case scenario when we're left to our own thoughts. And usually know, it's never half as bad as we think it is. So and I'm a firm believer in letting someone either bury themselves or carry themselves. Bury themselves or carry themselves. Ooh, Nala. She speaks such truth and eloquence in lonely moments. 
I mean, you know, we've been around and loving romance in the ten years we've been friends. So I've been celibate and single for three years now, and so I'm waiting for the godly man, and that's what it's about. And uh, you know, I've prayed for my godly husband, and now I have a daughter that needs a father, and it's a messy custody battle. And uh, you know, um, her dad's a deadbeat, and she deserves to have a good father. So if you don't stand up for me, you're not showing me you're standing up for her. And it's the bottom line. So I think at this point, if he wants to marry me, he's going to have to come forward and he's going to have to meet me. Because everybody else did with him. Yeah. All right, love. Get a hold of me after the show. Let me know how things are going. But for now, tell oh, me well, how to find I left, the baby girl. I lost your number. I need to write down your number. But if you message me, I can't. I'm not taking messengers. Like I have 500 messages and I'm just not checking them. Because I can't get in and my text message is broken. But you can call me. It's um, write down my number real quick. It's a two four zero. I've got it on the board, honey. Yeah, make sure you have it. Um, you can find me at um, diarystarfish.blogspot.com. Um, the illustrator is changing. I did find a new illustrator. I'm also on Facebook, Meg Collins, M E G C O L L I N S. Um, I'm also Googleable, and uh, you can find me on. Um, I'm creating my own tracks on SoundCloud now, so hopefully something happens with that. I'll need to talk to Robbie offline on that one. And um, I'm also on Twitter um, under Meg Collins, and you can find my books at authorhouse.com. Um, it's My Magnum Opus, which is a decade of my poetry, and Twinkle, Twinkle, Starry Sky, which is a children's book. Partial proceeds go to leukemia and lymphoma research. And my 10 book artist series, Rompy and the Penguins, is on its way in the next five months. So get ready. Very cool. Very proud of you, baby. Great job oh, tonight, okay? Thank All you, right. sweetheart. I love you guys. God bless you guys. God bless you as well. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code. 714. 714, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Jacqueline. Hey, Jacqueline. I'm so glad you were able to get in. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. But I won't won't keep you. I'll Facebook you or something. Um, So I know someone else is waiting. So this is called Hummingbirds and Bees. Hummingbirds and bees gently brush against colorful petals and waxen leaves in their efforts to satisfy the wanting of what is inside. To drink up the sweet nectar makes for a wonderful day to flitter, stimulating stigmas and stamens, sharing dusty particles of pollen. Budding stalks always respond as blooms lift, stems twist, Tiny petals spread open, stretching towards the sun, greets the morning mist, inviting hummingbirds and bees to touch the tips of their pistols softly like a kiss. End point. Yeah, I've been working out a lot in my garden, and you know the little bees are everywhere, which is so awesome to see. And so when I'm reading that, you know, I'm just thinking, the garden is a pretty sensual place. Isn't oh, yeah. it? Just you know, I mean, I mean, it's it's all about survival and 
and working together, the whole ecosystem and stuff. But the ecosystem of a garden is kind of sexy. I agree. <laughs> I totally Good job agree. on that, Tom. Stan, I interrupted you. you. I'm sorry. There's, there is so much, like you said, in a garden that is so much of it involves contact between, like you say, the yeah. bees and, 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 the, and the pollen and all of that. It's a very, very tightly knit cooperative. You know, and yeah, yeah that's why I think that's where yeah. a lot of where the sensual comes from is it's not mm-hmm. just a cooperative, it's one that involves contact and the response and the product that comes from that. So, I mean, exactly, it produces, it fertilizes, it stimulates, and yeah, suddenly I feel like such a voyeur. <laughs> <laughs> Is that oh, the right close word? Close your window. Close your window. <laughs> yeah, foyer. My garden's an exhibitionist. <laughs> well, I'll be in touch with you on Facebook. Stan, great job tonight. Well, thank you very and much. It was nice to hear from you, Jacqueline. Well, I'll get off the line so the other person I'll can Tell everyone how in. to find you, baby. Don't leave without letting people come oh, show you some love. Yes. All poetry under Gratitude for You, uh, YouTube, Gratitude for You, and Facebook, Jacqueline Slavin. Very cool. That's it. All right, sweetheart, and we'll talk to you next week, honey. Great job. Thank you. Take care. You too. All right, and our last caller for the evening is Mr. Fuzzy Hermit in the Woods, one sapien. Are you All with right. us? All right. Uh-oh. I think there's coming something coming here. Hang on a second. I don't think you can hear the music. I'm going to do something off the cuff here. And hopefully I won't crack any windows. Now she's walking through the clouds with a circus mind that's running wild. Butterflies and zebras and moonbeams and fairy tales. All she ever thinks about is riding with the wind. When I'm sad, she comes to me with a thousand smiles. She gives to me free. It's all right, it's all right, she says. Take anything you want from me. Anything. Oh, what was that? <laughs> did you hear that? I did hear that. Was Am I supposed to talk now? <laughs> yes, you can talk now. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I I think that's the first time I've ever heard you sing besides you sang Happy Birthday once. And I sang When Johnny Comes Marching Home once. That's true. Yes, or twice. Think, yes. Absolutely true. I, did I crack anyone else? No, no, everything's intact. Nothing's broken. It's awesome. You did great. Just for that. Just for, thank you. Guess where that came from? Where? 
you posted a song by the Coors on my Facebook page a few years ago. And I downloaded another one of their albums called uh, Talking on Corners. Mm-hmm. And the last song in the album is their version of Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. So that's what that was. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, just a little thing left on your page, and, and how many years later? And it's, it, you know, it, being part of someone's I, life is pretty you, amazing. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> I never forgot it, because I think that it was from... Uh, their Unplugged album Because their Unplugged album Actually came out I think the year after And it has most of the songs From Talk on Corners And including Little Wing And I don't know I like all different kinds of music Other than I don't know I just have real problems with opera music The voice seems to ruin The classical music for me Because I like classical music too. So, um, I, can I read two? We got time. Well, you're the last caller, so I'll let you read two. Okay. I will let you. Did you notice that? That very. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, I was. That's feeling all dummy there I for actually, a minute. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I did call in last week. I actually got my computer out last week. Um, I was going to read like um, Oh no I forgot his name um, I was going to read uh, A Memorial Day piece that I usually read Every Memorial Day So this is uh, Memorial Day Remembrance I volunteered Some were drafted Either way We served for you Not for ourselves We did not seek glory or recognition or a hero's welcome home. We served to protect and defend not my country, our country. We also served to protect and defend those in other countries who needed our assistance to claim their just freedom. So on this Memorial Day, I would like to honor all those who served past, present, and future by remembering and thanking them for their service. And I would like to remind those who have forgotten the purpose of this day that it is not a day for drunkenness and sloth. This is a day to give thanks. This is a day to pay our respects. This is a day to honor all those who served. It is not about you and wanton pleasure it is about honoring those who sacrificed themselves. As someone wrote many years ago, all gave some and some gave all. For not for these selfless souls, we might be dictated or even worse. So put down your beers and your party hats and say a prayer for those who served. Some are buried in unmarked graves in foreign lands, never to return home. Some are buried in unmarked graves, deep in distant seas, 
never to return home. Some are buried in mud graves in hometown cemeteries at peaceful rest. Some are still missing in action, and our search will never end until we bring each and everyone home to rest in their rightful place. And then there are the walking wounded who walk silently among us. Some are missing an arm or a leg. Some are missing an eye or are paralyzed. And some are just missing because they lost themselves another day's hell in war or at home. So say a prayer for all who served because they all gave so much. They serve for our past. They serve for our present. And they serve for our future. They gave of themselves for you. They gave of themselves for me. They gave of themselves selflessly so all of us can live free. End poem. Outstanding tribute. Thank you, Stan. You know that I love that. I, I It's become a tradition for you to read that on Memorial Day every year. And normally I read yeah. the one, I have one that I read for you every year, but that computer is down right now, so I can't even pull that poem up, so I'm, I feel bad. But. Uh-oh. What was that? I'll try to, I'll try to find it this week. Okay. And uh, read it for you next week if I can find it, okay? All right. Second one's a little longer. It's an older one. Actually, it's a really older one. Uh, Much older one, 11 years. I read it just before I called in and was really surprised at a line near the end that I'll point out after I read it. So this one is entitled, The Lady in the Night in the Forest. The mist covers the forest floor as she walks slowly, listening to the sounds of nature as she contemplates her life. She rounds a curve on an old path where she could see the sun's rays penetrate the tall trees reflecting off the dew of a cool summer morning. She thought she heard a sound coming from across my place Um, she thought she's heard a sound coming from across a small clearing and then she saw him an old knight sitting on a rock his armor dented tarnished and bloodied from years of war he sat with his excuse me he sat with his hands and his face his crying his sword by his side. He hears her footsteps and pulls his sword to the ready. He stands quickly and he booms, Who goes there? With a voice that could shake a mountain. Just then he sees her face as the sun's rays reflect off her golden hair. He lowers his sword and bows to the lady who has graced his humble life with her presence. She asks him, why he was crying. His reply 
because I am weary from battle and I fear I have lost my soul. War is all I know. All the joy and happiness are gone. Gone for so long I have forgotten what they feel like. I have fought so long love and lust are just faded memories, brief still pictures in my mind. An animal rages inside, ready at a moment's notice, an unwanted consequence of years of war. There is also the shame and guilt, the emotional baggage that comes from all I have seen and done. Maybe it's just I have not been able to forgive myself for all the bad choices I have made and the battles I have lost and that I have not found within myself forgiveness for those that led me astray, abused my trust, and abandoned me in my hour of need. So now I fight alone, no one by my side, with little hope of anyone joining me. Who wants an old warrior who mostly sees the dark side of people? All I hear are words no actions follow them, the bond of trust broken by far too many people. They take and take, consuming everything in their path, but when time comes, they offer nothing in return. I choose to fight for freedom, and my reward is to see it all taken away, taken for granted, because far too many believe it is owed to them. And when they are confronted about doing something offensive, they scream bloody murder. Their rights are being violated. But in reality, they are still children emotionally. They refuse to extend common courtesy and respect. The more offensive, the more attention they get. What they need is a crash course and do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. I am tired Emotionally exhausted. It's as if I exist in and for my dreams of a better future. When I have no energy, no self-worth, no tangible hope to build upon them today, is there any redemption for a warrior such as myself? Or have I already faded into the forest a forgotten memory of those who knew me? Used up discarded by the side of the road, left for dead, because they saw no further use in me. All I have left is my experience and knowledge, but almost none want to hear the truth. They are too busy consuming their lives away with little foresight for the future or what they will leave or not leave behind. Will they leave this place better than when they arrived? I doubt most will, because they are consumed by their own exaggerated self-importance. Myopic minds like little ants boring holes into the foundation of society, and when it crumbles, they will not admit any fault, because they lack humility, humility and a greater purpose than themselves. Their lives are too easy. They're They have too much money. They have too many toys. 
and no sense of community. They have lost their connection to our planet, to its rhythms, and our integral part within nature. What cataclysm will it take to force their eyes and souls open to see their destructive path? September 11, 2001 was not enough. Hurricane Katrina was not enough. I doubt the fires outside San Diego will be enough either. My hope, my faith, for the future of humanity is continuing to fade. However, there are a few brave souls who stand and voice their wisdom without fear. These brave souls are humanity's main hope. Their words scattered here and there, but easily found for those seeking answers. Heed their words, for they carry the wisdom of the ages. Listen with your soul, and you will feel a connection to them. Meditate on them to find your center, not the ones others tell you about. You need to find your own. And when you sit in a place where you no longer crave more, you will find peace, serenity, and bliss that all the riches in the world could never purchase. A friend and fellow veteran recently said, love the fetus, hate the child. Love the soldier, hate the veteran. Is this true for you? Or can you see beyond, through the shell, to the soul within who needs love just as much as you. Many have given their lives for you to live as free as you do. Do you honor them by demanding personal accountability or do you shit on their graves mocking their selfless sacrifice? There are those who gave their minds for you to live as free as you do. Do you honor them by demanding personal accountability? Or do you treat them as bastard children turning your head when you see them, denying their existence and their right to live a free life the same as yours? A life they fought for, a life they lost their mind for, a cost paid you cannot imagine unless you are one of them. I am one of these veterans. I know the cost paid. I see it. I feel it. Every day I wake up, and it's the last thing I think about before I go to sleep every night. Now older, wiser, and wearier, I still fight for my life, for better days ahead, to find and reclaim my soul. This is why I still wear my armor and carry my sword, ready at a moment's notice to fight for what remains. The lady with golden hair had been sitting quietly listening as the knight told his story. And as he finished, she stood and leans forward, kissing him on the forehead. She says to him, Thank you for serving and for your sacrifice. I would like to see you again. How can I find you? I don't know your name. 
I am the wolf. And if you need me, call into the wind, and I will be there for you. Just as quickly as the lady saw the knight, he disappeared into the forest to continue his fight. And home. I am so glad you read that tonight, love. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I didn't think it was that long reading it before. (laughs) We were the last caller, so it's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) We're good. We're good listening. Absolutely great job, sweetheart. And sorry I wasn't here last week, but... I'm glad you were here. And well, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of poetic for you not to read them on Memorial Day because on Memorial Day, we're all supposed to think these things, remember these things. But I think that it's important to all the time. So having it, you know, be be a week late, I think, is poetic all in itself. Well, I posted it online and Good. got a little feedback. And, um, I spent my Memorial Day weekend, three days of it, calling and complaining to Verizon about my internet connection. Same as last Memorial Day, although I think I only called once last year. This time I was really pissed. So, but um, I was going to mention real quick before you asked me to tell you where people can find me that this um, the stands up near the end really popped out at me when I was reading it where it says where I wrote to find and reclaim my soul. You may remember that I I think I did a one-off off my head back in December. And in it, I said, thank you for helping me retrieve and reclaim my lost soul. Because I did. It's one of the reasons why I came out here, although that wasn't what I really knew at the time I moved here 14 and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. It took me almost 14 years. So much for paying a shrink. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need a shrink. You just need the speakeasy. Poetry fixes all that ails you. Well, I wanted, I told the first counselor after the mishap that, um, shortly after the mishap, that I wanted to write. But I wanted to get a computer so I could write because I just write in chicken scratch. And I just couldn't get myself to write. I got the computer in December of like 93, 1993, and I didn't start writing until, if I remember correctly, the summer of 2005 after I moved here. And I went shortly after that, I said that I believed that the reason was because I wasn't ready to write yet. 
the stuff was still bottled up inside. There was too much there. There was stuff that I still needed to process internally before I could start letting some of it out. And this is part of me and the psychology I've studied for 40 years that um, you got to get over some, not get over, you got to work through some of that stuff because subconsciously you, it, it prevents you from talking or writing about certain stuff because you're afraid that a dam is going to break. You know, some people might think they're going to go crazy. I didn't think I was going to go crazy. I just, there was just so much going on that I just wasn't, I believe I wasn't ready. And it's just, and that ties into so many things that I've said before about how a lot of my writing is connected, completely connected to the first year or so that I was sober and what I learned and how I write about kind of the theme or the unwritten guideline for speaking at meetings about where they say, talk about what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. And that's, you may have noticed in some of my writing that, that that's a theme, an ongoing theme. So I think I've babbled enough. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you, sweetheart, so much. Do me a favor yeah. and tell I everyone just, how to find you. I just have a, a question, quick, uh, quick mm-hmm. question. Um, is it both hands or, or wrists or just one? I just did one. Okay. And I, I'm having I, the um, other one done later. Okay, yeah, because that's, uh, that's what my grandmother, my mother's mother had done years ago, but I know just, I think, talking with my dad mostly years ago that it's much less invasive than it used to be. I don't know what the recovery time is now, but back then it was, uh, I think it was at least a couple, I think it was a couple months. Yeah. It's going to be that. (laughs) I let mine go for a long time, and it was my own fault. It was just never a good time to be without my hands. And so mine actually got really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I started having some problems, but I started having some problems, but I haven't been using my computer that much for a couple of years that it's gone. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tell everyone how to find you, babe. We're going to let Stan go eat his dinner. You can find me by typing oh, Stan, in Stan, did you want to comment? Did I cut you off? Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Oh. Stan, did you want to comment? Okay. Yeah. All I wanted to say was I really liked the way he used the image of an old knight, a guy as a matter of, of, of duty and honor doing what he believed was the right thing. And even if the world didn't recognize it, the knight still recognized it. That was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stan. It means a lot. Glad you enjoyed it. I did. It's one of my favorites. And looking back, I mean, it's, it blows me away sometimes at some of the things I've written. And I think, Nyla, I remember you saying that, a number of times. Did I write that? 
<laughs> Who wrote that? I don't. I didn't write that. <laughs> yeah. All right, sweetie. We will talk to you next week. Yes. So you can find me by typing in "poetry in the wind" as one word, no spaces. Put it in the Facebook search box, and you can find me there. And the cool composite picture Nyla made for me. And. If you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S. It was published back in January of 2012. And I have... Now I have two pieces on YouTube, I put it, I, I actually read and re, or recorded um, Memorial Day Remembrance last uh, Thursday or Friday and put it on my YouTube channel, One Sapien. So, cool. yep, yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to do when I got on my computer last week was to email that to myself so I could record it. And I, I had been thinking about this other one. Uh, about the lady and the night in the forest for a while because I like it so much and was going to record that. I'm going to have to do some breathing because it's so long. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, but it was excellent. Great. Thank you. All right, sweetie. So we will talk to you next week, and I'm really glad you were here. Glad I didn't have to come hunt you down. All right, Mr. Stan. This has been an incredible night. It has been, and it's an absolute pleasure having you here hosting with me tonight. I I, kind of like just, you know, I'm not kind. I really like just sitting back sometimes and listening to you talk with the guests and and share your insight into their work, and it's very cool. And uh, you just... A phenomenal poet, and I appreciate you so much. Before I let you go, though, tonight, you had a second poem that you wanted to read, correct? Yes, and uh, it's actually homework. <laughs> we love homework. And being, yeah, and being the uh, twisted little individual I did, uh, I went after the three titles, uh, Which One of Us is a Fool?, Toys in the Attic, and Foreclosure uh, of a Dream. And for some reason, I got the idea of doing it as a tanka. Five syllables, seven, five, seven, seven. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it, and I thought, oh, yeah, I can do that. And I looked at the pattern, and I realized, you know, that's kind of like the way a limerick is set up, because it's long, long, short, short, long. So what I did is I went ahead and took the seven syllables and rhymed them and then took the two five-syllable lines and rhymed them. And I used all three titles. And this is titled, not as far as the content and context, but pretty much as a, as a matter of explaining the form, Tanka with a twist of Limerick. 
all too traumatic. Which one of us is a fool? Toys in the attic, gone after broken heart's duel. Foreclosure of a dream, cruel. And that's it. Wow. You know, the only problem with with short form poetry is that they're short. <laughs> you know, if there, if there was any issues with short form poetry, it'd be that they're short, because that was phenomenal, and I, it, there could be more. That was like a <laughs> that was like a tease or an appetizer. <laughs> Great job I'm on that, honey. <laughs> Just seconds, yeah. Can I have seconds, please? <laughs> So appreciate you, sweetie. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being here last week when I flaked out on everyone. And uh, so thank you. You did a great job tonight, and you're just amazing. And I want to thank you for this format. I want to thank you for allowing me the honor of co-hosting. And to every poet out there that read tonight, thank you, because this has been a really great evening. Well, you're part of the reason that made it so special. Thank you. My pleasure, and I'll see you next Thursday. All right, sweetheart. Okay, everybody, it's been an incredible evening. I want to let you know that I appreciate you all for being here. I am going to close out the show this week with a track. Um, This one is going to be... Uh, where did it go, Joe? I just had it right here. Where did it go? It just poof. My screen just went go. I can't not. I and I have to play a track for the end of the show. Maybe I got my other screen up still. Da 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 da. All right. So let's go ahead and play. Cinnamon Hearts by Di Davina. Let's see if we get this one to play. Here we go. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. I call you at 3 a.m. to tell you that I love the way your nose wrinkles when you laugh. I call you to tell you you're my emergency contact. I'm sorry if that scares you, but I think it's really sweet, and also I need to make sure you can fulfill these duties. You call me little weirdo. It doesn't hurt my feelings, though, because I know it's true. Like how you say I always give you puppy dog eyes after I've done something horribly dramatic. It's not melodrama, it's strategy. And I can't help it if my eyes remind you of puppies, even if calls come on the way they shit all over everything when they get really excited. I do that sometimes, sorry. You make me so excited. You're like eating peanut butter toast at 3 a.m. in bed, except even sexier. When I get to taste you in my bed at 3 a.m., I don't mind that there's little morsels of you left all over my sheets. I'll save them for later. I know, I kiss you like I'm searching for cotton candy in your throat. I could just climb in there and wait for it to melt all over me. Your sweetness stuck in my teeth and left you smiling for days. After that morning, you climbed up my bed so softly, so as not to wake me, and you tiptoed into the kitchen so you could fart and I wouldn't hear you. I was awake, so I heard you. But it's cool. Everyone says that farts for the person they love are the cutest thing ever. They're all lying. That's impossible. But your farts really are the cutest thing ever. And I swear, I can hear them crying a little because they have to leave their sweet home inside your body. I know how they feel. In my next life, I want to be an organ of yours so I can live somewhere in between your heart and the other parts of you I never want to have to crawl out of. I could be your kidneys or your spleen. When I was in the hospital because my spleen was so enlarged, the doctor said it could be a result of one of my other organs being in overdrive, and I said, in all seriousness, my heart has grown about four times 
larger lately because there's this human who planted honeysuckle in my ventricles and then watered it with sunbeams, so it's growing so fast I can barely keep track of who I was without them and for another. I know it's not technically an organ, but my sex life has gone into overdrive lately, Doc, and maybe that's it. She said that's probably not it. I probably just have esophageal reflux disease, which is not as exciting, but fine with me, because when I told you that, you said, poor thing, took me to the ice cream shop, and then we boned all night like esophageal reflux disease might kill me by morning. You made me so hot that night, I thought the fire on your lips might kill me by morning. Your mouth always tastes like cinnamon hearts. I've decided never to ask why so I can go on believing it's magic, just like I never ask why I always find sparkles all over all our sex toys. You're like a unicorn, except I don't have to brush your mane, but I get to ride you all night through the stars while they cheer for us. I have never done anything before that was worthy of the stars' applause, but I notice that when I'm with you, they tip their hats to me and they wink at me. I think I'm good at you. Even if I'm not, the way you look at me makes me feel like I am. I don't want a good job. I just want your lips all up on my face like a sexapod, and then suckers themselves to a scuba diver's mask. That's right. You're like peanut butter toast and a cephalopod. You said it's my poems that make you melt, but I'm starting to have doubts about that. I'm thinking maybe it's my hot bod or my smooth talk. And if not that, maybe it's the way we fit together like pork and apples. I'll be the pork because you're the apple of my eye. I don't know why I say shit like that. I resist that statement. I resist that statement. You're more like the apple that fell on Newton's head. Kind of painful when you dropped into my heart, but you made me realize how fucking awesome gravity is because you made me fall so deep into you, I suddenly found myself spelunking in your entire being. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.